Welcome, everybody, to the Cult of Dave Podcast Network. A new chapter this morning in the battle against Ebola. Nickelback are back. The multi-platinum band has just announced a new album and a North American summer. Until you see the flaming butthole, you ain't seen nothing yet. Watermelon. Something good for ya. everybody and welcome to the first something good for you of the year hey it's 2020 finally (laughs) it's a new decade isn't this crazy right it's a new decade well well even heading into this new decade the two of us are going to be sifting through that bullshit to try to find a little something good to give you each and every single week we did take a little bit of break because of the holiday season but we still had that christmas episode for you which featured captain nun across from me hey y'all hey y'all and mikey black who's here also with us today hey y'all again (laughs) again dose Did y'all have a good holiday? I did. Because peeling back the curtain, we recorded that episode, of course, before Christmas, because it came out before Christmas. So, how was everyone's holiday? It was long. Long. (laughs) It was very merry. It was pretty merry my way, too, but just it was just in the middle of nowhere, too. I grew up in uh, Brownsville, Tennessee, and it's just 45 miles away from Memphis, and we barely left the house, too. (laughs) Yeah. So, it was like one of those where it's like, it was nice for a few days, but... Started getting a little bit of cabin fever after a minute. Did you go outside? What's that? Did you go outside? Not really. Well, <laughs> part of that's on me. And the weather was so nice, too. Right? It was like in the 60s. Oh, right? Right? Shut the fuck up. You didn't even go outside. <laughs> but when I did, it was super nice. <laughs> Walking to your car. Damn, it's a nice day. Right. <laughs> Sucks I'm trapped inside all day. <laughs> Getting cabin fever over here. I haven't had a week off in a minute. <laughs> Anyone else feeling a little warm? <laughs> That's just from like all the sweets I've Step been eating. Step outside. Oh, shit. Hey, someone turn the heat off. <laughs> what, are you, what are you talking about? It feels good out here today. <laughs> so I'm still in two layers. God. No, it's, I, I haven't been... I have experienced so many fucking different weather changes because the week before Christmas went up to uh, the Smiths and this fucking city boy is not used to actual snow without it being a fucking wintry mix or sleet or like some half-ass snow then a bunch of fucking rain and then a bunch of fucking salt right yeah and, and, and a city not shutting down because some fluffy stuff was falling out of the air good god woke up that morning was sitting in the uh kitchen just drinking coffee looked outside huge ass flakes just falling and i'm like oh wow and everyone was like oh yeah yeah that'll, ha- that'll happen throughout the week i was like no oh yeah that is mountain country living do you guys have milk (laughs) and bread well i wasn't concerned on that because uh reina was telling me she's like through the entire time she's been going to school up there they've only canceled school like once or twice and we've seen the snows they get like regularly (laughs) so for them to only have to cancel like twice and she said even one of them was like if you just don't show up we won't count you as tardy it's like classes were still happening, but they were just like, we won't hold it against you. Come at your own risk. Yeah, basically. When I, like, fir- 
When I first moved down here, I lived with three guys from New York, and we were supposed to be uh, getting some serious snow and some serious winter weather. And my folks call me because they keep up with the weather over here, too. And they're yeah. just like, oh, uh, it's like, are y'all going to be good? And I'm like, oh, yeah, I live with three guys from New York. This is nothing to them. Oh, yeah. So that was really nice to actually be around some snow and, you know, still be able to go out and do shit. And again, it actually be real snow. <laughs> I've not seen real snow in fucking forever because we will. We'll get it for like maybe 30 minutes. Yeah. And then after that, it's like sleet or like rain or freezing rain. Good God. Right. But like when it was like when y'all were out going out and doing stuff, it felt comfortable. Yeah, it wasn't like bone chilling. Of course, my ass was still cold regardless, but it wasn't like that sort of like to the bone, like cut you cold, yeah. if that makes any sense. There's a bit drier up there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so that was really nice. And then coming back here and now it's like, what, fucking 50 something today? <laughs> yeah. High 50s, nearly 60. Almost yesterday was 67. Yeah. It was like that back home, too. Where we started talking about the weather. Yeah. (laughs) Weather talk. Well, now I was going to lead into it. Did you guys hear about tomorrow? (laughs) (laughs) Gee, I wonder what 2020 is going to feel like. (laughs) No, the reason I was bringing it up, though, because uh, you brought up the whole salting thing. And it's because I don't know what it is about, at least like the Charlotte area, they like salting like days before we're supposed to get the snow. So people are already driving through it, crunching it up, and then of course the first thing we get is rain. So it washes away most of it. It's always slush. Yeah, so it's like it does no good other than fuck up your cars. Oh, and we have so many car dealerships in Charlotte all coming together. <laughs> <laughs> I about filmed. See? See, this is the rabbit hole I was trying to lead you there down, man. Go. Oh shit, dude. <laughs> Don't fucking cut me out like that, man. <laughs> ripped off by the automotive industry. <laughs> I about slipped and fell on my I mean busted my ass like one day. It was like right before a show or something like that. <laughs> Were you wearing your cowboy boots? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that'd be great for, the, for that kind of stuff. They're pretty sturdy for uh, like winter weather and stuff, or watery weather, for sure. Because oh, okay. I was gonna say, I just imagine your ass to. in those fucking oh, boots. God. It's still not like because you know after you wear them a while, of course the soles will get a little grippier. But like they're new, no, so at they're first, a little slick. No, <laughs> going up the stairs was kind of like an issue at first. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's I'm like, just imagining being in my room and all of a sudden I just hear it's like I hear the door you're like hey man it's like hey dude and then you're like these keys put away you know just generalized kind of pitter patter downstairs then I hear you going up steps do 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 oh do. fuck <laughs> <laughs> no it'd just be like shit <laughs> yeah shit followed by boom 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 <laughs> I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) Shut up. I like my boots. (laughs) I need a gun. (laughs) My Conway Twitty gun. That's going to be a thing. God damn it. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, before we uh, fully get into before our... Before we fully disappoint you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, before we before we crack open our uh, nerd talk, might as well throw this on over to Johnny G for the Maverick Minute and see what the hell's going on this weekend in Charlotte and surrounding areas. Oh, 
special greetings and happy New Year's, my friends over on the Something Good For You podcast. This is Johnny G over at Corporate 20XX coming back to you with a new go, a new year, 2020. What's coming up? I don't know. I just know what's going on this weekend, so let's go with it. With the evening news first, Mary Beth Atkins and Gigi Dover with the Big Love start at 7 p.m., followed by a 10 p.m. shot of Porter Blue and Flame Tides. Over on Saturday, we have Ryan Montpellu with Tom Knackle and then Joe's Truck Stop. That's 7 and then 10 p.m. you got to follow me on that. Back over to the world-famous Milestone, we have Pepper Barnum with Element, Mean Lisa, and Martyr by Melons at 8 p.m. That's Friday. On Saturday, it's Rough Dreams with Something Went Wrong, Angry Earth, and Sunday Boxing. Our hometown favorites at 8. Next, we got Neighborhood Theater, which we have won two sold-out performances this week. That's crazy. Um, services with Public Library Commute. That's going to be interesting. That starts today, just in case you got your tickets in time. Mitchell and Theater also on Saturday, starting with a little fresh with some Beatles classics live. Albany Road starts at two different performance times, 3.30 and 8 p.m. Now going back to the home base over at Snug Harbor, on Friday we have the Coon Tanglers with Boo Hag and Lady Hell at 9 p.m. Well, that's when the door's open anyway. Starts at 10. Saturday we got Slingshot Dakota with Paperback and All Rights. And on Sunday, your favorites go with a karaoke with Bone Slugs and Harmony at 6, followed by a 10 p.m. performance with Zach Mexico and Junior Stromers at 10. Petrons, Foresight 2020. Well, today is the first when I'm recording this, so the Foresight ain't there anymore. But part two, Petra Steph and, Petra Steph and Friends Art Show. There's going to be a few special guests. They didn't actually list on the listing, so you got to check that out on your own. Then you have Saturday with Off the Wall, which starts at 8 p.m., followed by Sunday at Bill Hanna's Jazz Session, 7.30. Crown Station, we got one thing going on. It's going to blow your head by on Friday. With Gary Wallace coming in as a special guest, followed by Flacco Segels and Job Freedom. Skylark is our second sold-out performance this week. It's their two-year anniversary, and I know you got to be there. 25 tickets are going to be at the door. Get there in time. Scapegoat, Violent Life, Violent Death, and Cosmic Reaper are the ones bring them in at 8 p.m. <sighs> Amos of South End will be next to last on our list. Prowess is going to be there on Friday with Tuck Smith and the Restless Hearts, Fixed Faces, and our own Paint Fumes, starting at 7 p.m. Saturday, it's going to be two tributes. Natural Wonder, a tribute to Stevie Wonder, and Bless the Rains, a tribute to Toto, starting at 8 p.m. Last, but certainly not least, our own DIY crew over at Who Knows Records at Trash Palace are bringing in JPH with Stand and Wave, Faded Home, and 10 Gallons, starting at 8 p.m. You need the address, nowhere to go. Let me see those PMs, my friends. That's all it is for today. Check me out next week and check out the blog. Check out our Instagram. It's going to be New Year, New Us. And it's going to be fun. Check y'all later. And thank you, sir, for that. <laughs> if people could only see how quick of a transition that is for us. <laughs> I still know who's playing, though. <laughs>
All right. So basically, that's going to be like the mini episode of something good for you. From here on out, if you're not interested in like Star Wars or Geek Talk or any of that, you might as well tune out now. Remember when I said Cabin Fever? I watched a lot of Star Wars. <laughs> well, good. So you're getting prepared for all this. So, uh-huh. so maybe we'll lose a few listeners on this, but hey, maybe we'll gain a few listeners, new Star Wars fans. Welcome. We are geeks much like you. <laughs> it's like, shut up. Y'all went and saw the movie. <laughs> <laughs> of course we saw the movie, so we got to talk about it, man. All right. Well, before we even talk about the movie, one thing that we've kind of danced around talking about because I wanted to eventually do this. I just didn't think we'd do it on the same episode. Just that wound up working out. Uh, let's first talk about Mandalorian uh, because we hadn't really discussed that. Mikey, you finally got fully caught up tonight. Yes. <laughs> Cap, you got caught up. Uh, when did I watch it? It was back home. It was okay. a couple days. Did you actually see it, was, it before it was on Rise of Skywalker? It was on, uh, I watched it on released it. Oh, no, no. The last one, uh, I did watch um, the Baby Yoda gets captured episode before um, I went and saw the movie. All right, cool. Did you actually see that one before Rise of Skywalker too? Yes. Okay, cool. So so you guys knew about the force healing element before right. going into the movie. All right, cool. I, I thought that was pretty interesting and important that they kind of put that in there to explain something that could happen in the movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> and that, but I that didn't was, even think. But that was it. Because they... It was hyped so much, like uh-huh. you, you gotta watch this before you watch the new one, and mm-hmm. that was it. Was the force healing power? That's all it was. Damn. Yeah. So we're not gonna go episode by episode because there's really fucking no need on that. But for me, uh, I don't think I'm alone because it, like, and saying this because it seems like the vast majority of people online are saying it. I think this is the best Disney Star Wars thing that's come out. I think it. This is what I'm saying. After watching it and, and watching the movie and everything, I think it's just because it just feels fresher. Mm-hmm. Fresher. Um, I don't no. know. And, I, don't, and, I don't necessarily think it feels any fresher than what the new trilogy is trying to do. I guess it. I guess so. But I guess with the uh, TV approach with eight episodes and uh, making it a weekly thing instead of you know Netflix giving you all the episodes at at once, it gives you something to look forward to every week. I will say that I think. A good bit of my enjoyment actually came from not knowing what was going to happen because some of those episodes left you on some good cliffhangers. Like, hell, even the episode before last, the one before the movie came out, when um, that little munchkin dude got killed right. and uh, the child got swooped up by those stormtroopers. It's like, and that's basically what they leave you on. And you're like, ah, fuck. <laughs> I, what the fuck is gonna happen? And I just remember there's like there was a few other little cliffhangery moments like that that really had you to the point where it's not like you were emotionally invested to the point where you were like I've gotta know, but like as someone enjoying a TV show, you're like I fucking can't wait for next week so I can see what the hell happens next. I think if they put everything out there and people like me would have fucking binged it in like a day or two <laughs> probably a day I probably would have just oh, yeah. woken up press play because <laughs> none of them are long either it's like 45 minutes is probably the longest one yeah so eight of them definitely could have killed that in an afternoon <laughs> easily I totally would have that's what I did I just waited yeah like I watched the first I was behind when I was like four episodes behind you guys I want to say only like two or I'll only say only like two or, or three. three. Yeah. So I I think oh when I found out we were uh, when you found out it was coming out week by week we were only in episode two, 
episode three was about to come out. Got you. That's what it was. Okay. Well, part of the, you know, the hype of it was being able to go but back and just rewatch the. Yeah, but part of the fun is going back and rewatching everything before you watch the new episode. Just to, you know, the fan of me wants to catch anything I missed. Oh yeah, potentially because uh, we actually watched the final episode again before recording this one, and of course I was totally cool with it because I had only seen it once. So I, it's like there. I didn't notice anything new in this episode, but it's like certain little things resonated more and just like hit harder. I was like, fuck you. Especially with the way it ended too. Oh, absolutely. So kind of, let's go ahead and just kind of talk about the ending. If again, spoiler fucking episode, (laughs) if if that wasn't implied already, (laughs) uh, I like the implication that the child could eventually be a Mandalorian. At least that's kind of what I gathered from that last scene when he was holding the little charm and he's like, here, you hold on to that for a bit. And the reveal of what the child was is kind of like vague anyway. It's like, it's a foundling of words. Like, well, that could be like the, like a name of a yeah, baby, so it's like, like a that, baby version of something. Yeah. It's like that little female Mandalorian that the, uh, the welder, the person that was making the Cygnas and the helmet and everything for him. Yeah. She basically started referring to the child like the Mando refers to himself when he joined the guild. And it just feels like to me, him giving the child that little uh, pendant that he was saying, this came from, you know, me, this will get you access. It feels like if he's giving that to the child, that's implications of, I'm going to take you under my wing and try to get you part of the guild. I kind of like the, uh, how it's just, uh, I think we should start referring to it as the child and baby, call it the yeah. man baby. No, man, baby. man, baby, not baby Yoda. No, I've, that's what I've started calling it anyway. He's just fifty years old. He's a man, baby. It's the same. <laughs> I've avoided baby Yoda because it's technically incorrect, and in the show they refer to it as the child. And Disney copyright. <laughs> Might as well just be called a baby Yoda show because every, that's all anybody wants to put online now. Well, the thing is, is. Of course, I'm interested in the show because they added that element. Because they, they gave you that right at the fucking end of episode one. And only a few days later, they gave you episode two because I think like Disney Plus came out on a Tuesday. And they still yeah. gave you another episode that Friday. So you basically got two for the price of one You know that same week. So even without that, I was excited. And even without it being the main plot point I think I would still enjoy the show because I enjoy it outside of that character and outside of what that plot is the things I enjoy about that show are like the cinematography the writing the, the animation on all the creatures and everything too yes I mean I know, it doesn't Mikey, it doesn't I know, even Mikey, look we're cheap super nerdy <laughs> well it doesn't even look cheap I wouldn't even go in from that but it's just the writing of the stories are very good because a good handful of those you could replace the child baby yoda whatever with baby gungan you what, yeah probably it, yeah you can replace it with that fucking bring back jar jar cute. <laughs> i did think that was funny the bill burr character he's like maybe he's a oh, gungan yeah. under there maybe that's why you don't want to show your face <laughs> well each episode felt like its own little like narrative too like yeah it's based like that could have been its own separate story yeah and and again it felt like of course the child was the pushing narrative of this is why they're doing all of this but it also felt like those stories weren't hinging on that character either those stories still stood by themselves outside of that character and you've got eight episodes to tell a story too yes you think bill burr is going to be in season two i hope so because i was bummed in that episode okay so that was the 
I was about to have my first real gripe with the show <laughs> because that scene where uh, the little devil bounty hunter guy uh, gets squished from the top with that door yeah. and then he starts pushing it back up. I was like, oh, fuck yeah, that's awesome. I was going to like full Kevin Smith on it. I was like, fuck yes. And then when Mando presses the button and then the side doors squish him from the side, I'm sitting here going, wait, how did the physics work on that? Because I didn't like see anything like stop, and it was like such a clean and fast chunk. Right. I was like, wait a minute, how did that work? Is he? I think he's dead. What it's, just happened there? It's what? Star Wars. It's Star Wars rules. There's no blood. There's no. Uh, well, but this movie's this show's been. No shit. They dropped a dude's head on a table in the new movie. Yeah, but there's still no blood. But there's still well that was going to be my point though is there's no blood but I mean they're not afraid of you know throwing some oh no his head fell off <laughs> well fuck the first maybe, movie maybe like a horn pops out oh yeah you know right. something like that that that's not above them for like you know for all of a sudden a horn to pop out or something to signify dude got fucking squished this you know how, this is how nerdy I am now I'm just thinking of the first movie where the walrus face dude gets his arm cut off and there's a trail of blood by his arm yeah. Yeah, that was the only time that happened. So, oops. <laughs> that was before they canonized the whole when a lightsaber cuts you, it kind of cauterizes you at the same time. But right. yeah, so that was about to be my first complaint. And then when they, at the final scene, when they zoom out and everyone's just in a prison, I was like, oh, okay, I'm cool. I still don't understand how that worked. <laughs> His nose would have still gotten chopped off at least, but cool. <laughs> Disney rules. But no, honestly... Out of the entire series, if I had to find any complaint, the only thing that... There's ev- not enough. <laughs> nah, I won't even go down through that. I think the amount they did was actually very good. I, I, think, like- if, I think if they had done it any further, it would have been too drug out. Right. I like eight. Because when the, even when they were doing like the Netflix Marvel TV shows, they were doing like 13, and that was kind of a chore after a while. And dude, plus they're smart, because the new season is going to come out fall of, of this year, and that seems like a long time to have to wait for it, but guess what's coming out between now and fall? A bunch of fucking Disney plus Marvel shit. They know that that cross audience is going to be like, sweet, we've got shit to watch. I got my free trial done. (laughs) Well, no, not even that. But like, you know, people like me that, you know, I'm doing the free trial. They've got my money as long as they keep pumping good good shit out like this. But part of it is timing. This show alone is worth the price for Disney plus. (laughs) In my opinion, this could be just the Mandalorian network. And I'd be like, sweet. (laughs) (laughs) But at the same time, they're timed it out to where it's just like, well, I am curious about Loki, kind of. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that I'm so going to watch that shit. So they, they've got it planned out, timed out perfectly fine. But I'm, I'm really excited about what the future on all that's going to wind up being. It's just interesting. I love how uh, they didn't even hype up Mandalorian all that much either when it's just like, here's Disney Plus and congratulations, you get a Star Wars TV show. Well, because here's the thing is... <clears throat> A lot of people weren't sure about Disney Plus even going in. Like, a lot of websites weren't really giving it the time of day. They're like, you know, does Disney really think that, you know, just a catalog of, you know, Fox, Pixar, you know, Star Wars, and, you know, uh, National Geographic, that's not going to be, you know, and sure, people are going to hop on it enough, but, you know, not everyone's going to, you know, subscribe to that shit. They... Their own projections were shot out of the water. Disney's own projections. They didn't expect this many people to download it day one. 
and try to use it. They had server issues. Well, think about this. What movies are people like going and breaking box office numbers with? It's only Star Wars and Marvel. Yeah, for and, the most part. And, <coughs> and Pixar and, and Pixar shit like that. And all the uh, remakes of all the princess movies. And that's all Disney. Yep. So 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 even Disney themselves were second guessing the platform. So by the time Mandalorian came out, there's concrete proof they didn't think it was going to hit as hard as they did, which they're fucking idiots <laughs> because they didn't have Baby Yoda merchandise ready. They didn't have any of that kid ready for Christmas, which is crazy because that's all anybody wants now. Yeah. So I honestly think two things happened there. Either one, they genuinely didn't think that people were going to be as interested in that as they were. Or two, which I started thinking on the other day, and I feel like it might be a little bit more of a plausible thing. Most of the time when leaks like this come out, it's from people inside toy manufacturers sharing information that they're not supposed to. Oh, yeah. They kept this fucking reveal tight as fuck. No one was expecting to see a baby Yoda at the end of episode one. There was no whisper of it. There was no hint of it. Nothing. All of a sudden, they're just like, hey, look at this. And people went, what the fuck? (laughs) I was like, they could do that? (laughs) And then I have a feeling that Disney went, oh, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) I want to know who dropped the ball on that. (laughs) Well, again, I don't think they really dropped the ball on it. Dropped the ball? That motherfucker got a promotion. (laughs) (laughs) But Here's Disney. Oh, sweet. Yeah, when they actually do go on sale... Oh, I'm trying to think of like. Oh, it's gonna be, I already looked. It's like in March or April they'll be available. <laughs> Little Easter egg baby Yodas. Yeah, basically. <laughs> they got a bunch of fucking clones somewhere just mass producing them. Oh, you know Etsy is like overrun with homemade uh-huh. baby Yoda oh, yeah. action figures, dude. That was like immediate too. Like after the first episode, it was just it's immediately. Like, Bam! <laughs> look at all these memes. Look how cute he is. Which, I mean, yeah, he is adorable, but again, that wasn't even my main drive on that. My main thing that hooked me on that was as soon as I saw it, all that fucking knowledge of like past Star Wars lore immediately hit me and I went, that's only the third we've ever seen of that species. That was the part that was hitting me. Not like how cute it was or anything or that, but it was like, there's another... And that's that, what, and that's what I mean, mean when I uh, say it was felt fresh. It's like something mm-hmm. we don't know about—a very vague species. Mm-hmm. All we know is Yoda and whatever the female was—that yaddle thing. Yeah, that was in the prequels. Yaddle, yeah, yeah. Lady <laughs> but, Yoda. Yeah, but but that but that was it, and for it being so young, and Hoda. then the, and then that little uh, what you were going at—that little Easter egg they dropped in that first episode—that the target is fifty years old. It's an infant. May just age slow. That's all we know. Yeah, because because Yoda, yeah, because Yoda was like like four fifty five hundred some odd when he died in Empire. Like, yeah, it was like nine hundred or, or something. Jedi, like that. rather. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so I, again, I, I feel we kind of launched on that for long enough. I I, I think again, comparing, we told it to, you it was going to be nerdy. <laughs> oh, absolutely. No, I but I honestly think that Mandalorian is the best Disney Star Wars thing that's happened so far. Mikey's got to take. And there's a party going on oh, outside. Yeah. 
It's the ice cream man. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm just thinking like new new order for the universe that's not the Jedi, but it's the creed of whatever the Mandalorian creed yeah. is, and it's just led by man baby. <laughs> now it's not, just, it's not just wizards with swords, it's everybody. Now he's gonna grow up to be a this teenage way. He's gonna be a Whoa. teenage Yoda and just piss everybody off. That's what the next movies are gonna be. <laughs> oh, actually, one last thing on Mandalorian. I thought it was cool that even though the child was showing force, like sensitivity and force use, it was technically gray because that force choke he did. Jedi don't do oh, that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Think about that for a second. Jedi don't use the force for harm like that. That's a Sith move. Oh shit. We, we're gonna get a Sith Yoda. Well Sith we, Yoda Mandalorian with force lightning and <laughs> shit. Well, it's it's the well, interesting heal people too though, so Exactly. It's neutral right now. He's that's like, that's the thing. Because I, I forget who it was. I think it was, oh yeah, it was that little creature that got killed in the second of the last episode. He was right. saying, he's, he was talking about the droid, and it was an easy analogy for the child also. He goes, um, like your offspring, or you know, this robot is what you put into it. Basically talking about the child also. So that child, Baby Yoda, has the opportunity to go either way. It's gonna be a babe. It's gonna be a an adult Yoda with uh, all the Force lightning powers and all like all the any Sith and Jedi powers, but it'll be like down the middle somewhere and be like, <laughs> that'd be interesting. <laughs> He's gonna be like, it's not that easy, guys. <laughs> but I can fuck you up if I have to. <laughs> but yeah, I, I did think that was an interesting little twist, though. It's like we saw all the different Force powers being used for good, but then he thought. He was helping because it was during that arm wrestle. Yeah, arm wrestling. He thought he was helping because he thought Mando was in trouble. He's like, oh, he saw him struggling and like, he saw that as the enemy. But instead of doing something just to cause a distraction or cause, you know, it to be broken up like a Jedi would use their force power for, he wound up doing a force choke like, oh. Because think about it. Every time Mando started doing killing, they would zoom in on the child, watching that destruction. Oh, yeah. It's a, uh, what if it's up right. in the, it's a midichlorian, it's what a, an adult midichlorian is. Psychology thing going on in the background. Uh-huh. So that's why that little statement was so true. He's talking about it is what you put into it. So, right now, all it's seen is a bunch of destruction in the name of being saved. It's like a baby bird or something so like that. So now he sees his small moment during that arm wrestle to go, oh, well, here's, I've seen what he does in this. He's in trouble. Let me. Right. I wonder what happens. Uh, I wonder if we get to find out what happened in the first 50 years, like where he came from. Yeah, if you're a baby for yeah. 50 years, how does that work? Yeah, I mean, if we do want to peel back the curtain a little bit more on that, let's kind of think of the implications of that. So he's 50 years old. That means he would have been alive when Jared. Yoda was still alive. Yeah. Yep. Because this is only set five years after Return of the Jedi. Yoda was having his uh, sin of a woman moment, just going around. <laughs> he knew he was going to well, die no, soon and just goes honestly, out. And, uh... <laughs> I'll say this, though. I honestly don't think it's a direct offspring of Yoda. I don't think Yoda, his direct biology, is associated with this character. I personally don't think that because I don't think Yaddle was directly connected to him either. 
Yeah, well, I guess you never saw them in the movies. They just kind of did. Yeah, they did just exist. He just, yeah, exists. just there. Yeah. So I, honest, I know it. <laughs> I honestly don't think that this is any sort of transfer of energy or anything that has to do with Yoda. I just think this is an infant version of that species, and it just so happens to be only the third that we've seen and apparently it is a rare species and that's why it's being sought after something's important about this species in general i just don't think it's directly connected to yoda it's a force baby basically <laughs> or just a, a baby of that force you know it's like a, it's a god <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, so that that would be interesting. You're right, Mike. You just kind of look back those past fifty years and see because again, if it's only five years after Return of the Jedi, I think that whole that whole movie spanned. I think they eventually said like what five years between those three movies, something along those lines, or even like two years maybe. Uh, I, f- I forget. I don't know. It, it's it's a relatively short amount of time. All three of those movies happened together. It's like again, this was not like pushed super hard or anything like that either, which is like part of like the excitement of it, where nobody was like, "Oh, I didn't expect it to be this good." Yeah, John Favreau and Dave Filoni, they they can have all the fucking Star Wars, man, because that's who's doing this. John Favreau, he he was the one that did started that fucking whole Iron Man series. Yeah, so it's like getting he did this again. I'm just like, give this guy everything. <laughs> they gave him Lion King. They're just Disney's just like, here's all the toys. Yeah. And he's a cool dude too, because side note, he's got a show on Netflix called The Cooking Show or like The Chef Show or something like that. He is an awesome guy, a really cool like personality. He'll always be that dude in swingers to mm, me. Yeah. <laughs> but but he, he definitely strikes me as a dude that's like I'd like to sit down with him with some food, you know, a drink or two and just like chat with him not even like about star wars or marvel or any of that but just talk he seems like one of those cool personable guys just talk about his hustle yeah no shit <laughs> so yeah are you excited for a second season mikey yeah totally yeah. <laughs> where where would you say this guy what a whole year basically Man, I'll like around christmas time <laughs> well uh so but because i've already said multiple times i think this is the best thing that disney marvel i mean disney star wars has done they'll definitely where, remind where, where this all for you one of the better series i've watched in general yeah yeah that's the thing too it just networks and shit aside it's just, perfectly paced and and again you could rewatch whenever you want and right they don't feel the need to give every character's backstory like mm-hmm. and they give you just right enough. when they're introduced yeah kind of like the pace of a of I hear this or read this stuff online. I feel inclined to agree with that. It feels like a Western or something like that. Oh, they absolutely did that because um, uh, John Wayne's grandson is the guy that's in the uh, Mandalorian suit a lot of the times. Is that who that is? Yeah. Is it the, so when he, when he takes his helmet off in the end, that's John Wayne's. uh, No, no, that, that's still what Pedro something or another, whatever the actor's name is. I was ready. He was on Game of Thrones or something like that. And I know nothing else about him. Yeah, no, but, but the helmet scenes that way, it's that stance. Gotcha. And that, and they, 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 it's a space Western dude, space Western. Space Western. (laughs) (laughs) That's what this show is, man. (laughs) He's essentially a space cowboy. Oh yeah. Gangster of love. I don't think they call him Maurice, so I don't 
Oh god, I, I can't. I can't wait. Someone's gonna do an edit of that now. Oh god. <laughs> Mandalorian Joker. Mary, Mandalorian Steve Miller. Uh, buddy of mine, Chris. Uh, we were talking about um, doing a bunch of different like Star Wars edits to like rock music and stuff, and he he was like orchestrating all these different ones. He was or, like he was doing one for like War Pigs, and he's like for War Pigs, man, we we could have it where it's like you know da da, because he was he saw one that was like he's like, but we could do it better, man. I've got better scenes we can do with this shit. We can start doing some of the new stuff in there. We make it Mandalorian themed. <laughs> Jeff had something real dumb that I he, he used to do all the time. He'd do the uh, Kid Rock song, Bob with the Ball, would be like, up Chuck the Wookiee. <laughs> and if you know Jeff, it's hilarious. Oh, yeah. Trees. Yeah. Yeah. Clarification, because we talk a lot, a lot of different Jeffs. <laughs> Nobody's listening to this point. We're so nerded oh, out right now. <laughs> Only like two people are listening. We hadn't even gotten to the movie trailer. I mean, the movie review yet. All right. So, Mandalorian. Uh, I think it's one of the best things they've done. Mikey, you said just best TV series in general. Uh, where does it fall in your Star Wars ranking with the new stuff that's come out since Revenge of the Sith? Since Revenge of the Sith? Well, all the Disney stuff. So since anything, since the last time you enjoyed Star Wars. All right, well, since all right, but I don't. Attack I, of the Clones is number one always. Well, that that's pre Disney, <laughs> is it? Yes, I didn't know that. Attack of the Clones. That's episode yeah, two. That was, Episodes. I think it was like what the fuck, after dude? Revenge of the Sith that. was. I think it was after Revenge of the Sith was when uh, Disney right. bought Star Wars. Ori- original stuff, which wow, what the fuck? Okay, original. Yeah, I know which, it was before Disney. But Revenge of the Sith was Disney? No. No. Oh, that's what you said. I said since after. Oh, since after. Oh, God damn. You said since Revenge of the Sith. Oh, okay. Yes, since then. Since after that movie. So the Disney movies are Force Awakens, Last Jedi, the new one, and uh, Mandalorian. We're ranking them by that, right? And and Solo, and Rogue One, and those are all Disney Star Wars. Well, that's easy then. Tag the clones. <laughs> All right, whatever. Where, no, where, where uh, does this kind of fall for you, Cap? That's my favorite of everything so far, but yeah. uh, I guess that's only because, like I said earlier, it just feels fresher. Where like everything else, like I think Force Awakens was just fun because like it got I got the nostalgia bug on it real hard, and then I saw it a second time and went, oh, there's this, this, and this with a new mindset. Yeah. But with Mandalorian, I watched a few episodes a couple times, mm-hmm. and they hold up on yeah. a rewatch. I think so too. My honest answer, um, Rogue One is my favorite by far. Okay. And then Mandalorian's probably right after that. Yeah, I would say Rogue One's second for me. Second. And then third would be uh, Force Awakens. I've half-assed rewatched Rogue One. I need to, I need to sit down with it yeah, again. Surprisingly, I don't miss the laser swords. But we did get that little well, teaser did, at the yeah. end. I thought that was so cool, the Darksaber. Right, and it... That's another thing too. There's no lightsabers or Jedi's. The first Star Wars thing without any Jedi that on with, you know, people acting and everything too. Oh, and and in that last episode, I love how um, that female Mandalorian. I, I'm sure she had a name. They mentioned that I forgot, but I love the way she referred to the Jedi, the the those mystic people that are like opposed to us or something like that called the jedi yeah that kind of gave them like sorcerer backgrounds yeah, and stuff like that yeah like the enemy oh it was like the enemy sorcerer group or something like that and i was like you know what man but from their perspective the jedi would just be a bunch of enemy sorcerers yeah, some kind of some weird cult uh-huh <laughs> so so i thought that was a really cool aspect i was like yeah you know what they're they're not wrong 
Jedi are going to start doing some weird shit. What are you doing? Next season. Froze this guy. Why? Uh, he's worth money to me. <laughs> nah. <laughs> Can't let that happen, buddy. What? Why? <laughs> oh, come on, man. I'm just trying to make a living. <laughs> he's not dead yet. <laughs> all right. Well, I think we Take all kind of with the buyer, sir. <laughs> well, I think we all kind of showed our hand at least on that one. I think Mandalorian is probably going to get the better review out of these two. Uh, <laughs> um, I'll say this from the top Rise of Skywalker um, I, I kind of told Cap this earlier when I watch a movie like this it feels like two people are watching it inside of me <laughs> the person that just loves Star Wars and wants certain things to happen and I'm just like yes they did that yes they did that oh this is awesome pew 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 and then the other side of me that's looking for plot line if certain things make sense, how does this add up? How did they get from here to here to here? How is this a result of this? So, the two people have reviews. <laughs> makes sense. I think every Star Wars fan does. Yeah. At least every adult Star Wars fan. The video I was watching, the guy was like, Star Wars, you either love it or you hate it. And love it. <laughs> Actually, I, I, fall, I fall under that second one because I'll say the side of me that just wants certain things to happen and certain visual things and just like regardless of what's happening, I just want it to happen. That side of me, best fucking Star Wars movie ever. Oh my God. So fucking cool. The person looking for plot points, looking for the sequel to Last Jedi, the sequel to Force Awakens, the one that wraps up nine movies, I wasn't that happy. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I was with Last Jedi. Like first time I saw Last Jedi, I was like, that was pretty fucking cool. Luke turns heel. What? That's yeah. fresh. But then I at the second watch through, it's just like, I don't even care anymore. <laughs> so what what uh, so that's basically my opening initial opinions. Mikey, what would yours be? Um Before, because say, we'll go into the plot points a little bit, just an overall. Yeah, I'd say um, probably my least favorite of the three in this new trilogy. Yeah, least favorite. Yeah. Okay. Cap. Uh, I mean, I enjoyed. You don't it. have to go in a ranking wise, but yeah, just yeah. an overview of your thoughts. It's like I enjoyed it for what it was, but I'm sure we'll get into uh, you know, Star Wars kind of being like what Mikey was saying. They loved it and hated it at the same time. I'm mm. definitely in that camp. Yeah. So. I think before we even go into the plot points, when we go into those, let's think at it in a mindset of imagine this singular movie stretched across Last Jedi and Force Awakens. Because here's the problem. The side of me that just loves Star Wars and likes seeing everything, if you imagine this as Rogue One or solo that's not connected to anything oh if it was just like its own standalone yes. movie yeah it would have made a sense too like, yeah you yep you really didn't need that much background like yeah. no because they give you fucking everything in the first 15 minutes of the movie yep yep so here's the thing if we if i go into it with the mindset of this is just a singular movie not a sequel to last jedi that's the side of me that goes this fucking rocked what the right. hell this was so kick ass but again as a sequel to these final three and to wrap up the skywalker saga it really just felt like 
there was a lot of here fuckers this is what you wanted to see right well here it is it doesn't make sense but bitch about this would you it felt like there was a lot of that. <laughs> like immediately, too. They're like, here's fucking Palpatine. Oh, yeah. And within a second, they were like, you wanted to know who Snoke was? Boom. There he is. He was a clone. Palpatine was controlling him. You learned that in the first five minutes of the movie, and they didn't even address it. They were just like, boom. There's your answer. Five minutes in. <laughs> yeah. No big reveal or anything like that. Nope, just a big old tank with a bunch of extra Snoke's failed clones in there. I don't remember this, but it didn't. At least it didn't feel like, oh, the reveal. Or yeah. the- <laughs> no, it, I saw it and I was just like, oh fuck, that's what I thought. I, but that was maybe an issue. Is I like a lot of that's what I thought in movies, but it felt like this was one after another. Oh yeah, of course they were gonna do that. Oh, of course that would happen. Oh, oh, did they? Oh, yeah, they did oh, yeah. do that. That was a very predictable movie. Like there was no, yeah, no surprises. I know it. Yeah. So I actually liked uh, the cinematography in it, though. I think it was shot very well. Like oh, yeah. all the like effects that, were fantastic. Like that intro scene where like great. Kylo's going through that fucking forest, just fucking slashing people. God, that looked so good. Like right off the bat, though, it's just like immediately it's like here's a battle sequence and you get no breaks in between it's just like here's exhibition battle i'm gonna try my best to not repeat anything that's already been said so i'll go and say this up top i watched the uh fat man beyond um or yeah it is fat man beyond now yeah okay (laughs) even kevin has a problem making sure it's the right one so i was making sure they did a full spoiler review that was posted like last night or this morning so I'm going to try to not repeat a bunch of points that were said in that, but something Kevin did bring up that I didn't notice, which is this was the first Star Wars movie to start with a montage. Yeah. Like no- Every other movie, we start in space because of the crawl, and it does just a slight angle either downward to show a planet or upward to show the second Death Star and Empire's, I mean, in Return of the Jedi. Uh Revenge of the Sith. Uh, that's when yeah, like, no, immediately, boom, starship all fights. All the rest of them open now. They all start in some sort of space. This one, it immediately takes you down to a planet where Kylo's just like, fuck you guys. Just, <laughs> they should have played like Eye of the Tiger and, at the beginning. Yeah, and then and then it's like, boom, found the fucking triangle of fucking yeah. maps. What, what, no, it was something really lame too. It was like the Wayfinder. Well, see, yeah. I, I, did, I don't have a problem with any of that stuff though. <laughs> I thought it was so cool. What does this thing do? It yeah, well, it finds like, the way. <laughs> but here's the thing though. That first 15 minutes of the movie felt like J.J. going, all right, fuck. I guess we'll do this. (laughs) Because think about it. Last Jedi felt like a wrap-up. That felt like a final movie. See you around, kid. Luke does that. Disappears off. Everyone gets out of there safe. Goes back to that kid where he's talking about the legend of Luke Skywalker. Guy yells at him. He fucking picks up the broom with force. Right. Yeah. And he starts sweeping. Dead. Yeah. Snoke's dead. First orders. Kylo Ren. Yeah. Any questions you had were answered. Kinda. So it's like, that felt like a final movie. Right. That didn't I was, feel. I was okay accepting the fact that Ray was nobody. I thought that was better right. than her being a Palpatine. I'm like, hell yeah. She's just fucking nobody. And now she's going to save the fucking galaxy. Yeah. I was, awesome. Oh, I was, that would have been a good oh, ending. No. 
I was fine with it. I just wasn't fine with the way um, they tried to do it in the movie, if that makes any sense. Yeah. It felt like... Okay. Here, it's been so here's, long since I've watched it now. Here's maybe an overarching thing that I can kind of think about it. The first six movies felt like movies created by someone wanting to tell a story. Force Awakens felt like the movie was talking to us, kind of going, well, here's what you wanted because you didn't want the last three things. It really, it almost felt meta in a lot of points where it's like they were almost kind of looking at you doing like, eh, 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 with, yeah, yeah, little, look at, uh-huh. With, with little quips here and there too. Oh, yeah. So it, it felt like a lot of like, they could have like stopped in the middle of the fight, looked at the camera and went, yeah, yeah, uh-huh, <laughs> right, right. You like that, don't you, bitch? <laughs> I'm in that little dirty G-spot, ain't I? Uh-huh. <laughs> so... It felt like that movie was really talking to us on that. And then with Last Jedi, it felt like instead of them creating another movie, it felt like Ryan Johnson talking to the fan base through the characters saying, let the past die. Because that was the big thing for Last Jedi. Mm -hmm. And he was making Luke say that a lot. And Mark Hamill's later come out and said he hated having to do that stuff. He's like, a Jedi, regardless of what happened, would have never said that shit I said in that movie. Keep that in mind for later on in this in the next movie. Mark Hamill was extremely upset about Last Jedi. I think part of that, too, is like he was trying to reach the, the older Star Wars fans when, at the end of the day, you're supposed to be making a movie for kids for them to buy toys. And real quick, I'll sidetrack to work off something you said because I've thought about that a lot so my still my favorite movies are the original three okay regardless that's still my favorite I'm not even 30 years old I didn't grow up with those movies I grew up with the prequels just like Mikey did and I did too the prequels are my generation that's my childhood if I should be feeling any sort of nostalgia It should be for those movies. That's when the hype was there. That was the new hot thing for me to latch on to. That's what all the toys were around. That's what all the media had. So by definition, that should be my nostalgia. So that was your gateway? The prequels? That wasn't my gateway. That That wasn't the first thing I saw. But a lot of people like pulling into it going, it's this older fan base. No. I received basically four movies at the same time because I saw the first three. But the only reason I saw the first three is because mom heard Phantom Menace was coming out. And she's like, okay, he needs to see these movies. So she took me to see one of the re-releases in the theaters for New Hope. And then she got me the videotapes. And then just a few short years later, I saw Phantom Menace. I totally get you. I totally get you. I got four of those movies in the span of only a couple years. So that all feels like one lump sum for me. Right. And I remember the hype for it when it came out. And I was already like a big Star Wars kid anyway with the first three movies just because I watched them like a long time ago and uh, was into it leading up to the first movie. And that's why I get annoyed when people go down that hole, you know, oh, it's just the older fan base or, you know, they just want certain fan service. You know, it's a new generation for, you know, new kids. No, 
good movies are good movies. Those movies resonated with me in a certain way that the prequels didn't. With age, I can go back and watch the prequels and enjoy them a little more than I did when they first came out. But I also feel like that comes with time, acceptance of what they were, and the knowledge of other things that have happened that you can now go and rewatch those movies and go, ooh, that connects to this, that, and the other that they created after the fact. It's like things they've done afterward have now improved the prequels because of now information we have. But I feel that's where it also takes that weird shift because back to Last Jedi, Ryan's now going, hey, those fucking fuzzy feelings you had for this old generation of Star Wars fans, let the past die. This is not your movie anymore. This is the new generation's movie. Shut up. And that's why they put Luke up on that mountain. He's like, shut up, stay over there. This isn't your movie anymore. It's about the new kids. So Ryan was definitely putting forth that sort of idea. Now, JJ comes back in the fold. He's like, hold up. (laughs) Yeah. Now, with that in mind, think about a lot of these plot points in the movie. So much of it is JJ talking to Ryan and us. They're not making movies. They're talking to each other through Star Wars movies. Because... There's literally a scene in there where Luke goes, I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> Talking about Sam on the island. Yeah. <laughs> now again. Or whenever Ray's throwing her lightsaber. That was that scene, yeah. And then, yeah. He catches it and he's like, a Jedi's weapon deserves more respect oh, yeah. than that. <laughs> Shame on you. <laughs> and then she's like, no, no, no. I'm just going to stay here and stay on this island like you did. He goes, I was wrong to do that. <laughs> now, again, here's the two people side of me. The one side of me that's just a big old Star Wars fan is like, fuck yes, of course. Yeah, fuck yeah, Luke. Come on. You, you know your <laughs> He's shit. Back, now. Baby. Yeah. I'm sitting here like Yeah, I'm like sitting here jumping up and down in my seat going, Fuck yes, this is awesome. But then the other side of me is going, JJ, quit talking to other directors in this movie and just write us a movie. <laughs> yeah, so Again, the over the overarching thing on all of it, I didn't mind. So yeah, he finds a little wayfinder, gets down there to um, Palpatine. <laughs> We're still the beginning. We are. <laughs> well, I just had to get all that out. With all that now, we have a certain mindset going forward. I think that helps some. Yeah. He gets down to Palpatine, and which I still think is one of the coolest scenes, and they put it in one of the trailers, which is when he's walking up to Palpatine, he hears all those different Sith voices. You get like Darth Vader, Snoke, Palpatine, like all these yeah. different ones. And it's just like, oh, fuck, that is genuinely cool. Like he's been, like when he's been talking to the Vader mask, he's really been talking to Palpatine. Mm-hmm. Shit like that. I was like, that that's a cool little thing they wrapped in. Well, damn it. Now I'm going to go rewatch the, the first two again. <laughs> again, like you were saying, new context. Exactly. So, but that after that, though, the Emperor's reasonings <laughs> because, had because, me scratching my head a little bit. Because at first it's, bring me the girl, which happens to be my granddaughter, so that she can kill me and I can take over her body and she can be the new empress. But then by the time she gets there, she's like, no, old man, I'm not doing that. Fuck you. Right. He's like, oh, all right. Well, shit. 
since there's two of you, I'll just suck your life force then. <laughs> <laughs> Feels like he should have just done that. Since the Sith are about living forever. Feels like he just would have been like, as soon as they got there, like, oh, fuck. Never mind. I'm not even going to ask you to fucking kill me. Check this shit out. <laughs> and we're just like, well, if you don't want to, then I don't need you. Yeah. So, yeah. So he was just like, yeah, bring me the girl, all that shit. One of the other cool things I thought was uh, the force fight where they kept switching areas and they were kind of fighting oh, through yeah. basically like force Skype. People were force calling Skype. it. <laughs> I, I honest, of all the new force powers, I thought that was a cool addition. Would you? Would, did that? It set, didn't make me. Didn't like set me off or anything like that. Yeah, probably. And I'm trying to figure out. Or uh, he says like, I can't see you or whatever. It's like, oh, I see this crumble in front of me. Now I know where you are. When? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, she was trying to stay somewhere, somewhat hidden, and he hit something. It crumbled. Oh, it was they, the Darth they Vader were, mask. No, no, no. Uh, she she knew where he was at that point. Oh, okay. He knew where she was because she was on that desert planet where Lando was. That's right. Yeah. So and that's why he wound up showing up there later on in that speeder that she jumped over. So she was trying to stay hidden on that to find you know what everything was going on. She didn't want him to know something happened. Like force this. rules. Oh, I remember <laughs> what it was. The necklace fell off. Oh yeah. He picked that up and he went. Now I know where you are. And then at that point went after her. That's one of those where it's like, hey, uh, here's some new force rules. <laughs> but again, I was sim- I was all right with those force rules. And yeah, it didn't bug me or anything like that. But but it was one of those where it's like, oh, that's new. Cool. Yeah. Why not? Uh, so yeah, so they, they get there, uh, they see, they meet Lando Calrissian. Billy D, 82 year old Billy D. What, what did y'all think of that return? I mean, that's all they teased in the trailers. So yeah, it was just yeah. kind of like, oh, but there like, he is. But his like actual screen time, his performance, all that. It was good. Yeah, it wasn't on very long. It was, it was a good fan service. <laughs> yeah. He just sits in the cockpits and just says little quips and it's like, oh, look at this, just like old times. He's like, he's like I still want to fuck Leia. Where's she at? <laughs> 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 I did notice though. Uh, I've only seen the movie once, by the way. Uh, I want to go see it again, but I did notice they did some gentle de aging on him in the movie. Because if I you watch the press junkets, he's a lot more like lethargic and kind of not with it. But in the movie, he seemed a little thinner, a little bit perkier, and a little oh, bit yeah. more with it. It feels like they kind of did a little de age on him just to make him look a little better, which. That, that felt respectful that's, and nice to do. That's just something that every movie's doing nowadays. It has a budget. If they, oh, they yeah. have the budget to pay these 80-year-old actors that still want to work, they're just going to... They did it on uh, that one movie, uh, what is it? Uh, Irishman with Pacino and De Niro and everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so they're down there, and eventually uh, Kylo meets up with her. She does that big-ass jump over the fucking ship. And then by the time they start fighting... Uh, that's when a bunch of the Imperials are coming down and they capture Chewie. Now, what what were you guys' thoughts when she shot the fucking... When they did that little force tug-of-war thing that was happening and that same little beat-down? That was the moment where I was like, oh, she's a Palpatine. That That's when it kind of resonated with you? Yeah. Yeah. See, I was really hoping during that scene that it was going to be them two tugging and they'd be even. Mm-hmm. And then the ship would start like coming her way and then the camera would pan out and then we see Finn using the force because they've I'll, I'll get into that later. teased at him being force sensitive mm-hmm. and yeah cool 
figure it out at least yeah. a little bit. You know? Oh yeah. So, but what? So but when when the ship blew up and Chewie was there, on it, they only showed one ship. I know when it. When the ships were landing, that was one of those scouting. where it's like, how did he get on like, the Falcon? So how were there two ships? Like, so that was the first moment that took me out of it a little bit. Yeah. Well, the, when he died too, I was, that was one of those moments where I was like, I thought he was dead too, and I was like, oh man, oh, no. this so movie's gonna suck. Points in the movie where I was just like, he's not fucking dead. They didn't kill Chewie. Well, see, I wanted to think that the the plot point guy. And sitting here going, they wouldn't do that. Yeah. Star Wars fans sitting here going, they just fucking killed Chewie. <laughs> because here's my thing. I'm coming off of, they just killed Han. They j- Leia's gonna die in this movie. They fucking killed Luke. They they annihilated like so many people in Last Jedi. You're just like, now great. Now they fucking killed Chewie. <laughs> it's like, man, I'm out. And again, it was because exactly what you said, Mikey. We only saw one spaceship come down. So that felt like that first moment of, we're going to give you that shock, but we know you're going to be mad at us. So he's still alive. Right. But we gave you the moment. We, ex- we, exceeded, we, we exerted your expectations. But it's okay. He's still all right. But that only works if you watch it like one time, you know? Exactly. Or, or on your first viewing. Right. I don't know how I'm going to really react to that on the second viewing. The first time, mouth was just agape, just like, oh, no. <laughs> and then you go back at the second time watching it going like, here comes that really dumb part. Well, see, I don't really think it's dumb, but that just felt like a moment of we're going to do it, but hey. We don't want to piss people off, so he's okay, kind of thing. Yeah. He's rubbed his head. And the he's only, good. And especially for how quick the audience found out yeah. in comparison to the crew. I think it would have been a little bit more impactful if we found out when the crew found out. Like maybe a second or two before Ray goes, Chewie's on that ship. Which, by the way, why could you sense Chewie? <laughs> yeah, really. I don't know. Yeah, whatever. Movies. Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, before she was like Chewie's on that ship, we could have seen like a glance at him just to assure the audience, be like, "Hey, he's safe." And then we clipped Ray. Oh shit, he's on that ship. I think that would have made a little bit more of an impression. But I think like maybe thirty seconds went by, and then they were like, "No, no, no, he's fine." See, right, yeah. somebody, somebody <laughs> and then forgot. Five minutes later in the movie. They that, find out. That, that writer's getting fired. <laughs> no, I don't think he deserves to get fired. I just feel like that was an example of them going the safe route, if that makes any sense, which yeah. I feel is kind of repeated a few more times throughout the movie, especially right near the end, That's we'll kind of get to. You can make that argument for a lot of all three of these movies. Yeah. And I will also say, uh, I liked Pen and, Pen and Foe. Wow. <laughs> Finn and Poe. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I liked Finn and Poe in this movie. I thought they were much better written than the last few. Well, again, like you were saying, it's a movie about the, 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 the new three and not about the old three. Yeah. And because of that, it felt like they needed more character development. And I felt like they finally got that in this movie. Because there was such a time jump, J.J. forced a relationship that, between the three of them. He basically, Daisy Ridley said, uh, one of the first days of her reading the script, J.J. was like, all right, a lot of time has passed. Y'all have gone on a bunch of adventures at this point, okay? Y'all are friends. <laughs> get, get invested. Please, yeah. get invested. Yeah, he's like, y'all are friends now in the movie, all right? Make it work. Right. <laughs> so I felt like they honestly had a really good dynamic, and they were much better written in this film. Um, 
You think Daisy Ridley? It's weird. Like, has she been in any other movies besides these? Lately, since then, no. It's weird. Like, I hope she doesn't get like the Star Wars curse, like Mark Hamill and all them did. Yeah. Well, John Boyega and uh, he was already like legit before these movies. Wasn't oh yeah, he, he was. But uh, both John Boyega and the guy that plays Poe, both of them have been like. We're not doing this anymore <laughs> because in some of the press junkets, they were like, so, you know, is, you know, with the way, you know, this ended, is there like some sort of Disney plus series for the two of y'all? And you're like, don't know, but it won't be with us. Like, Fuck <laughs> no. Yeah, They're kind of like stepping away from all this going, we're good. We got our Disney money. We fine. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I just thought they were much better written in this film. And the one thing, the one stupid thing. That had me on the edge of my seat the entire time. If they fucking fucked with C-3PO, <laughs> I was going to lose oh, I know it. my shit. Because again, who watches this movie in my head? Two different film people, okay? The Star Wars fan and the plot person. The Star Wars fan is eating up the fact there's a lot of C-3PO in this movie. I'm like, fuck yeah. I loved him ever since I was a kid. That was like my favorite character watching A New Hope. Plot point guy me is going... Every time they show a minor character that hasn't gotten a lot of screen time, they fuck this guy up because they're trying to build an emotional resonance with you. They're going to do something to this fucker in this movie, and it's going to fucking rip me out of the fucking frame. I'm not ready for this. <laughs> because they just killed Chewie. It's like episode... <laughs> oh, wait, no, they didn't. <laughs> well, that like... means 3PO's next. Yeah. They didn't kill Chewie. And they th- don't give a fuck about a droid. They've got BB-8 and that new little shit. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to lynch one of these fuckers <laughs> again I'm still traumatized from Last Jedi where they killed everyone <laughs> and R2 is just kind of like barely there too it's just like I don't want R2 just to be oh, there I knew R2 would survive I was, I was fine with that one because that, that was going to happen but I'm sitting here going like Three, something's going to happen with 3PO and I'm not okay with that <laughs> Three, 3PO just goes rogue <laughs> <sighs> Look, there's there's something actually real big I want to talk about at the very end of this, but it but it actually goes with that. Oh shit, <laughs> dead serious. Yeah. So, but I did think it was cool that he was like, yeah, I can read this shit, but I'm not gonna. Yeah. <laughs> yeah really. <laughs> what do you mean? He's like, I just can't do it. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I know what it says, but. I can't tell you what it says. It's like, it's like, the fuck do you mean you can't tell me? Yeah. And then they're like, we'll make you tell us. And he's like, I will forget you. <laughs> I will forget. I don't know these people if I tell you what this is. He's like, you got a problem with this? Call your senator. <laughs> I am the Senate. <laughs> That's really what he says, though. He's like, I was programmed by the Senate. Yeah. So I, so I thought that was interesting. And I was genuinely a little bummed out when... He did get the mind wipe because I was like, oh, shit. Oh, he, he's lost everything from like the last five movies because he got a mind wipe in Revenge of the Sith at the end of episode three. So prequels are wiped from his mind, which I feel that that was Lucas pulling a uh, 3PO can't remember all this and yeah. go through the fucking original trilogy. Mind wipe. <laughs> so easy. Oh, uh, yeah. So I was like, oh, fuck. He's not going to remember Luke, Leia, all those folks. Oh, damn, that sucks. But they immediately won me back over when he was like, this dude's my fucking oldest friend. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Baba. Babu. 
something like that. Uh, Baba Sheik. Yeah. Baba Sheik. <laughs> yeah, it was like, this is my oldest friend. I was like, ah, oh, that, that, that's good. Yeah. Star Wars fan in me is happy. <laughs> it kind of worked to an extent, too, when he did lose his... Uh, Oh, when he did lose his memory because it was like funny here and there with it too. Oh yeah, and and it was and if you notice a slight difference, three PO is always annoyed in these latest films because he's had to deal with so much bullshit. Primarily Han bossing his ass around. (laughs) He had a completely different demeanor after his mind wipe. He was back to being polite. He's not bitter yet. He wasn't bitter anymore. (laughs) Before then, he was like no. No, I'll do it. I'll do it. You know, this, that, and the other. Real somber and shit. But then after that mind wipe, he was like, oh, hello. I see through PO. Human cyborg relations. R2 How can I help you? R2 won't quit using droid racial slurs at me. <laughs> I keep telling him to watch his language. <laughs> Dude, don't tell me to go fuck myself. <laughs> That's disgusting. Yeah, so so I, I honestly liked three uh, PO's beats in that. It just he real they really had me on the edge of my seat going, don't kill him. <laughs> um, are we forgetting any other little minor plot points before we kind of go into the second act? Did they set up anything else really? This is uh, before they go to what's it called? This this is before uh, this go is to Endor. Yeah, th- this is uh, right after three uh, PO reads the little okay. script and everything. That's right, and then all the uh, festival they get the dagger from yeah. the ship. Yeah, yeah. So so have we missed any other little small details or points before we move on? Nothing worth uh, noting, I don't think. Let's see, Poe's got that bounty hunter girlfriend. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, and the mole. The, uh, oh yeah, oh, sucks. So, yes. Well, the first one. Uh, fun fact about the first mole. That was Mark Hamill's voice. He voiced that little alien creature. Oh, yeah. That was like, how do we repay you? Just win the war. Now my head's on a table, see? (laughs) 1920s gangster. (laughs) Yes, but that was actually Mark Hamill. So I thought that was pretty cool. Second Star Wars movie in which Mark Hamill dies. (laughs) In this trilogy. In this trilogy. (laughs) Yeah, so... uh, I don't think we've gotten to the part where Hux wound up being the mole yet. Right. Maybe. Either way, we'll, we'll touch on that one. That's such a minor plot point. <laughs> I thought that was pretty cool um, when he was like, I am the mole. <laughs> He's like, fuck Kylo Ren. Yeah, and, and that was also... <laughs> That's all I care about. Yeah, that was also a pretty good line. And they, were, they pulled the, uh, like in Mandalorian, how can we trust you? They're like, how can we trust you? He goes, don't flatter yourselves. I don't care if you win. I just oh, want Kylo, Kylo to lose. Yeah. I was like, ah, oh, that's a fucking bitter little bitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I and, forget what he does in the other two movies, but yeah. Well, the first movie, he was kind of a Nazi bat. It's weird to say Nazi badass, space Nazi badass, because he was like. Well, he, was the, he was like the Grand Moff or whatever. the leader of the First Order. Yeah, he was like commanding all those troops in that first movie, and they all gave him that big ass salute and everything. The only people that stood before Snoke were him and Kylo Ren. Yeah, so I mean, he. I just need to rewatch that. He, he was right up there movie. in ranks. If, but what happened in Last Jedi? Ryan Johnson cut that bitch down and made him comedy. Yeah. He yeah. made he made Why him the jokes. Why is the supreme leader dead? What is going on? <laughs> I just oh, no, just that first movie, holding for Hux. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it was like boom, right out of the gate there, they made him comedy. He was no longer the you know threat. He was comedy. So they kind of had to hold that a little bit in the next one because what happens after he was the mole and he's like, no no no, shoot me. 
that way this believable and he goes walking and he's all crudely bandaged up like sir sir they got away oh i'm hurt yada 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 and, he goes, and, and he's, he's like, like oh bullshit. i'm sorry to hear that bam yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like we found the real mole <laughs> and then he's gone yeah i just need to rewatch the first movie again if only i had disney plus oh wait yeah so I, so minor little plot point i thought that was cool though so yeah uh ray and the crew uh show back up on endor and, and it looks nothing like return of the jedi endor i know right <laughs> it, it's, it was just like a water planet but it's it like was com- indoor, completely new natives i'll say that i completely missed that first watch around it wasn't until i started watching like reviews and shit on youtube that people were like they went back to indoor i was like fuck that was indoor right <laughs> all right whatever and then at a plot point i had an issue with until i actually talked to chris one of the guys who watched the movie with uh he explained it right out of the gate so they may have explained it better in the film which was when she held up the dagger and immediately was like there and it lined up i'm sitting here going what the fuck how did that work you mean to tell me you it's, it's force for, rules first spot you fucking stood in it worked what the shit right. but then she's a jedi said that, that, that was the main overlook it was independent from the rest of it and then chris explained later he goes it was made after the wreckage i was like oh <laughs> okay yeah that makes what? sense now yeah yeah i figured that I was like an old that. sith dagger like a centuries old thing and that it just so happened to match up with the fucking Death Star wreckage. This oh, is no. the way. Yeah. And at first, that's why I was thinking, I was like, you're meaning to tell me this old ass Sith dagger matched up with this wrecked Death What? But no, Chris was like, no, fucker. It was made like after the wreckage. That way someone could find him. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> but to still be standing at the right angle, holding it the right distance Look, from your face. I was okay at that point. I was only going to bitch at it to a point. There's reason for it. I'm okay with that point. With that part, at least. Yeah, I had the fucking dagger. I couldn't find the guy. Where were you standing? Somewhere over there. No, I, I made it standing over there. Can you, like, give me the latitude and the, <laughs> yeah. and the, long, and the longitude? No, you just kind of got to eyeball it. <laughs> and I will say, uh, so... so Basically, they're just like, you know, tides are too rough. We're not going over there. They're like, okay. Ray's like, fuck you guys. Hops in this little thing. Fuck you. I've got the force. Starts going that way. And one of the things that people were bitching about, which they had me for a second. That that's the thing about people about negative uh, movie reviews is they'll get you for a second. They'll get you like, yeah, that is fucked up. That's not right. But then when you step away from it and think about it again, it's not right. So she gets there, and some people were bitching because glass was still there and doors were opening. Okay. They're like, after that big-ass explosion, you're meaning to tell me there should be any glass remaining in that building? That any door should still be functional? That's just being real nitpicky. Well, a little bit, until you think about the fact it's in space. It's fucking strong-ass glass and metal that we humans don't have. It's in space. 
in the Mandalorian, this fucking Beskar shit reflects all fucking blasters. Okay? You're mean to tell me these fuckers don't have materials that can withstand a fucking explosion and a splash into some water? Do you want a whole trilogy on how it was made? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there's some busted windows and some doors that are a little cracked, but God forbid there still be some areas that are okay space class <laughs> it's fine fuckers yeah so she eventually wow. gets in there and <laughs> i would say the only genuine letdown mainly because i went into it telling myself i hope they don't do this and it wound up being the truth which was the evil ray we saw was a vision uh it was like empire strikes back where he sees evil luke that was the only part in the movie i just went that's the wrong fan sort service. Because that's why they did it. They did it as a nod to Empire Strikes Back. But I saw it and I went... That was a cool-ass lightsaber too, though. I saw it and I went, one change could have made this so much cooler. She was a Knight of Ren. Because they've already established clones in this movie. Instead of Rey being a descendant of Palpatine, she was another failed Palpatine clone. But this one was part of the Knights of Ren. So when she's fighting Kylo Ren at some point in the movie, the Knights are there because they're supposed to be there. Yeah, what are they The even... mask gets knocked off one of them. She's fucking taken back because it's a her. That explains why Kylo was like, what girl? In the first movie. What girl? Which... Because there's one no. on my team that I know is a clone. No, really, which one? <laughs> exactly. So he's like, what girl? There's one on my team that's a clone that has these force powers. Now you're mean to tell me there's this other girl with force powers running around? We got Ray. We got Gray. We got... <laughs> so I just thought that would have been a really cool plot point if it wasn't a vision, but a fucking clone that was part of the clan. And that's why Kylo knew to go after her. Wait, how do we know who the Knights of Ren were? They we don't. They killed them. Oh. Yeah, they, they're just kind of there. In <laughs> uh, comic book lore, uh, those were the kids that ran off with Kylo after he burned down the Academy. Yeah. Okay. That's what it was. I still think it would have been cool, though, that maybe that was the original Knights of Ren. One fucking died, and he picked up the fucking clone on the way. That's an easy plot point change. <laughs> That's a better backstory than probably what it actually is in the lore. Yeah, so we're kind of getting to that point, which is she shows up there, and Palpatine's like, I'm your grandfather. <laughs> I'm your granddaddy. <laughs> so how, what, what did you guys really think of that? I mean, again, I... I saw it coming way early on in the movie anyway. So it's like one of those where it's like, oh, there it is. But I was kind of on board with it anyway because I'd heard little things about it here and there. I never like heard it directly, but it, it was they didn't really hide it very well going into it anyway. No, I, I kind of felt that even before the movie started. Actually, sorry. So I, I wasn't jumped, surprised I actually jumped by to it. Forward, I actually jumped forward a little bit. She gets over there and then Kylo ooh, meets her. Ooh, yeah. That's, that happened first. That's actually important. Quick side note. When uh, Han Solo shows up. I was going to say, that that was the important yes. part. I accidentally skipped over that. Yeah, so before she even gets to the Death Star, before all the wreckage shit happens, she shows up there, Kylo shows up, and they duke it out on the water, which that was one of my favorite battles. That was, no, that was after she saw her shadow self. Was it? Whatnot, wasn't it? She saw I, herself on the Death Star, right? Maybe, yeah. 
No, I think she fought with Kylo first, and then she ran off to the Death Star. No, because after she fought with Kylo, she left Endor. She got the fuck yeah, off Okay, the okay, yeah, okay, yeah. So I didn't yeah, have yeah, it in yeah. right order. So All she right, got cool, yeah. tempted from the dark side first, and then yeah. Kylo shows up. Okay, so yeah, she, we didn't get to Palpatine yet. That's yeah. what it was. She saw the vision, got the fuck out of Dodge, while getting the fuck out of Dodge, ran into Kylo. Yeah, That's but, what it was. But Kylo... Uh, they were fighting on the Death Star wreckage. Yeah. yeah. So... I thought that when by the time they made it outside to the water, I thought that was awesome. That was a great fight sequence. You get a lot of fight scenes in this movie too. You do. Like I was saying earlier, like there's like no really no break. It's just exhibition battle, exhibition battle. Yeah, and and that falls back to what I was saying earlier is imagine this movie stretched across three movies <laughs> right, instead of crammed into one. Because it's a cool plot point. It just felt rushed. It had been a great series. Yeah. So but Saber fight was cool, though. Yeah. So their little duking it out thing. And here's a little thing to think about. Ray killed Leia. Think about that scene. Break it down a little bit. They're fighting. Yeah. Leia goes off. Which, by the way, we might as well talk about that a little bit. It felt awkward but it was forgivable. Yeah, it was a little because fun. we knew what we were going to get going into it. Mm -hmm. So those scenes did feel a little awkward. Race training scene and her forced. at the at the rebel base. It was a little forced. No you pun intended. You, yeah, you could clearly tell they were writing around what they already had her saying in cut scenes. But I thought it worked out pretty good. But no, think about that scene. So Leia goes off. She's clutching Han's medal because think about it. She never got a medal. She was the one giving him out. Right. Yeah. So yeah, the medal yeah, yeah. she was holding was Han's. I didn't connect that at first. And that was in one of the reviews I saw that someone pointed that out. So she's clutching Han's um, medal as she lays down because Han was not a force ghost. He was a projection. They didn't make it real clear, but I would like to think that Leia lied down, and instead and of projecting projected. herself, she projected Han. <laughs> now, A, because I Carrie Fisher was that. dead. I bet you if Carrie Fisher was alive, she would have been on that barge. Mm -hmm. But instead, they changed it to Han. Why the fuck not? What was the last thing Han said in that scene when he was talking to Kylo? I know it. Because Ky Ky Kylo repeats his line. He goes... I have to do something, but I don't know if I have the strength to do it. What did Han say in reply? I don't remember. I know. Well, he was about to say, I love you. He goes like, I know or whatever. And that tore me up for a minute too. Mm -hmm. Cause he was about to look up at him. He's like, cause dad, uh, he goes, I know. And that was his way of saying, I love you to his son, Ben, not Kylo. He was finally talking to Ben and in Han Solo's own way, finally said, I love you to his son. And I was picturing uh, Carrie Fisher in that role too, and uh -huh. it's like it's more motherly than anything. It was. This one's just like Harrison. Can we if we throw a couple please, million at you? Can you just please. do this one scene? Ke Kevin summed it up best. He goes, when he showed that scene, he went, "Holy fuck, Disney is rich. <laughs> 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 no they got shit. this fucker back. They've got money." After <laughs> Harrison Ford said, "I'm fucking done with these movies." Yeah, that was his only stipulation: is I'll come back to these if you kill me, <laughs> kill me, and I'll come back. So for them to actually bring him back to do that I would like to think he did it because of Carrie 
he maybe they talked to him and was like nice, hey this was gonna be her scene come on man please help us finish this do story. it for carrie bro <laughs> we agreed to this before she died man <laughs> can you please come back and help us tell the story okay. <laughs> yeah so no i think that was one of the best scenes in the movie though, oh yeah was, for me too was han and kylo i thought that was a great great scene so yeah, so, so after, now we get to Palpatine. <laughs> yeah, so well after that is when uh, Ray gets the fuck out of to, Dodge, uh, goes back. Planet Luke was on. Yeah. Oh that, yeah. That's when, there's the Luke part. Yeah. Thought. So. And then she's. What was she burning? She was burning Kylo's ship. Yeah, because yeah. She, took ship. Kylo's yeah, ship. she took Kylo's ship. Yeah. She, she's like, I'm gonna be up, live on this desert planet or this isolated planet and just milk. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, and, and, and side note, be- and side note, before she even fucked off to um, Snorlaxes, yeah, before she even fucked off to that planet or Endor, before she left, Leia gave her her saber. That's right. Um, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Of course she did. Ray Ray got Leia's saber. We've only seen this movie once. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. which is fine because it's it's. So, what do you think of the the people on the horses on Endor that were also? De facto stormtroopers. I thought that was cool. Um, a few people have said this now, uh, not just one, but one again, change one line in this movie makes all the difference in the world. So when she and Finn are talking and she was like, all of us just as stormtroopers just laid down our weapons. You know, we stopped fighting and he goes, why? And she goes, just, we had to not because you had to change that one line. Go, we heard of you. All See, of, it's already a better movie. All of a sudden, the first thing that happens in Force Awakens has meaning. Mm-hmm. That action resonated through the Stormtrooper community. Because you know other Stormtroopers had to have talked about that. Oh man, this one guy fucking, fucking went rogue on us. They've got nothing else better to do than fucking stand around and talk all day. You know they gossiped about that. <laughs> That's... In no way, shape, or form seems Telegram, to be... Telegram, telephone, tell a stormtrooper. Yes! <laughs> so that doesn't feel too far-fetched for that story to make its way around, and all of a sudden, a few people that were maybe thinking about doing it, boom, that's that little extra encouragement for them to do it. Be like, oh, well, you one mean, of them did it. You mean to tell me this hasn't been going on all the time? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, back to what you guys were saying about, you know, just wish, you know... Poe, I mean, Finn had kind of showed a little bit more force ability. They could have given him even more just with that one line. We heard of you. Boom. <laughs> so, But I think the overall thing on that was really cool. I liked I liked her a lot as a character. And I liked uh, that one person we ran into with Poe that was like, yeah, he was a spice smuggler. They were like, you fucking ran drugs? <laughs> <laughs> you sold drugs to kids. <laughs> so I, I thought that was I thought that was kind of funny. And of course he was gonna be a fucking drug smuggler. I don't know why they were demonizing him so hard for that. <laughs> you, you were a spice runner. You you ran spice? <laughs> Some of my best friends are drug dealers. Yeah. Yeah, so again, pop back to where we were. Ray fucks off to the island, tries to throw away the lightsaber, Luke catches it and likes nah nah. <laughs> <laughs> It's a shame on you. And now, here's maybe my other biggest gripe and biggest fanboy moment. 
So after he has that little talk with her and was like, nah, Ryan Johnson didn't know what the fuck was up. Mark Hamill's talking here, not Luke Skywalker. <laughs> I shouldn't have done that shit. Lightsaber's really fucking important. My bad, dog. My bad. I got this. I am badass. I learned my lesson. Sorry, guys. I'm cool again. Because watch me do this shit. And raises the fucking X-Wing out of the water. Now. Heel and babyface in one trilogy. Yeah. So... That was tough. <laughs> Mainly because when it happened, I'm sitting here with the biggest grin on my face going, fuck, yes, yes. Because think about it. That was the one thing that kept him from being a true Jedi in the, in the original where movie. He can't get the X-Wing out. He never did it. He finally did it. But it's also one of those two. It's just like, oh, it's cool he did it, but of course he did. He's Force Ghost Luke. He's Force Ghost Luke. But now... Star Wars fan Alex is jumping up and down going, this is so fucking badass. This is so cool. Of course he would do that. Plot point Alex went, how long has that thing been in the water? (laughs) (laughs) How is she about to fly this shit? Like dead animals in there. Yeah. uh... So, so again, the two sides of me are battling this out hardcore. One side's going, this is so fucking awesome. And the other side of me is going, why is this happening? How is this happening? How was this work? So you look at that. It's been covered in water for years. Oh, everything still works. And no problems here. And if there wasn't enough fuck you, um, Ryan Johnson moments in this movie, especially in Luke scenes alone, the fact that he rose it and that she was able to fly away with it is a direct continuity error to Last Jedi. On what? Luke's doors were made of x-wing parts his <laughs> doors were made of the wings oops ever <laughs> we again i'm re- i'm gonna rewatch it now just to point that out and find it yes it's a direct continuity error to that movie to the point jj was just so fucking done with that movie he's just like i don't give a fuck if they wore the doors man we're lifting this shit out of the fucking water like, to make these people maybe happy god damn it maybe he had two fucking next weeks you want a whole trilogy on that <laughs> we're, we're lifting this fucking thing out of the water people want that shit man i don't give a fuck anymore i'm not going through what ryan johnson went through <laughs> it felt like there was a lot of that in this movie of a lot of fuck you i've taken the safe route here <laughs> but it does also all of those we're doing this for safety leads into something that left it a little bitter taste in my mouth near the very end and i'll just say that to kind of so i don't have to over explain the ending right so yeah so she finally flies off in luke's x-wing is <laughs> completely fine x-wing with luke's lightsaber and Leia's lightsaber to go back to the Death Star that Luke destroyed. Okay. No, did she go back to the Death Star? It was. Uh, no, oh no! She, was the no she, oh yeah, she, she went to that. Sorry, yeah, Palpatine. she went to the planet to yeah. see Palpatine. That's what it was. Full yeah. of zombie star destroyers. For a, for a second, my brain was still saying that Palpatine was at the Death Star. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. So she goes to see Palpatine now. A enemy that Luke had already defeated. Right. I'm just I'm wanting to kind of lay that part out. There, there's a whole lot of her taking things of Luke, just doing all the Luke tropes from Return like, of the literally Jedi. just kind of nabbing them. She has she a lot of things have been given to her. She was given Luke's lightsaber. She was given Leia's lightsaber. She was given the Falcon. 
Now she's given the X-Wing. And now she's given a parentage that directly connects with shit Luke's already dealt with. I mean, yeah, that's nothing surprised me in this movie, like I said. Yeah. So. so she shows up. Palpatine's like, fucking kill me. She's like, no. It's like, all right, fine. Again. And he raises all these fucking uh, starships, which I thought was cool. And I was fine with it by the time I saw the movie. Because in the trailer, I'm sitting here going, who's fucking manning all those ships? <laughs> zombie the Star Destroyers. <laughs> yeah, who's manning these zombie Star Destroyers? But to find out they're basically being radio controlled. I was like, oh. Sure. Okay, cool. I'm happy. That's fine. That's good enough. <laughs> um, what what was your main thoughts on that whole scene of like by the time of her, t- her him talking to her and then him going, <laughs> look at this shit. And then, like, all of those fucking things rising and, you know, about to fucking, you know, destroy shit. I thought he rose them all at the beginning of the movie. He, he did, but, like, right. the, but yeah. they're just fucking sitting yeah, there yeah, for yeah. the whole fucking movie. Um, and they can... I don't know, pretty stupid plan, But, but they can destroy planets. Yeah, but they're all in one place, and there's... <laughs> you destroy one thing, and they're all useless now. To... <laughs> Yeah, but know. but with the that's Death Star, there's one fleet. little hole yeah, that if you right. shoot Star something Wars. into, that's just Star Wars. <laughs> that's um, like the most like overkill kind of like evil plan too. I have like, I have a really big gun. Fuck, <laughs> I have an even bigger gun. Fuck, god damn it! I have a zillion little mini Death Stars. I have a so... planet that is also a gun. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> What about a bunch of little how, tiny Death Stars? How about a bunch of guns? I just have fucking guns. Lasers. <laughs> Shit. We're going to blow everything up. So, so, can they all blow up planets? Sure, why not? Wipes everyone the fuck out. Yes, now I'm in charge. <laughs> no, I'm in charge. <laughs> oh, in charge fuck. of what? Everything's destroyed. In charge of what, sir? <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, I, I, Finally some peace and quiet. <laughs> So here, here was my thing. I've brought peace to the galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> here, here was my th- issue, and, and even the Star Wars fan in me, but both both sides of me kind of converged during that scene and went, "Who did Palpatine fuck?" Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. oh yeah, because he had kids. Yeah, yeah. because and they were just like, "No, Dad, because you can't have Palpatine had to get somebody pregnant because it wasn't." He force manipulated her into existence. She wasn't a failed Palpatine clone. She was the granddaughter of Palpatine, which means Palpatine fucked someone. That person had a kid. That kid grew up to fuck someone else to have Ray. Man, he's just hanging out in Coruscant with some death sticks in his like pre-Senate <laughs> days. <laughs> Vacation home. It's like Pablo Escobar's got his wife and you don't fuck with his wife. He'll fucking kill you, but he's also got a bunch of bitches he doesn't care about. So so that so was my thing, is know. I'm sitting here going, I'm like, that's a lot of lineage that never crossed paths yeah, that we never heard dumb. of before that Ooh, that's a reach. Let's make some movies about that one. <laughs> well, I'll work off that one a second. I could be completely wrong, and I want to rewatch Mandalorian to see if I'm right. But think back to the episode of Mandalorian with Bill Burr in it. That one chick with the long fucking yeah, tentacle the- hair thing. Mm-hmm. The, t- the three of them are talking, and she goes, well, why don't you tell him about the job on yada yada? And he oh, goes, yeah, where he, and he she just, Mando fuck or something. Yeah, and he was like, I did what I had to do. She goes, oh, but you enjoyed it. 
that was never explained, but it was implied that it was a mercenary kill. It was a job that it had to be dirty. Something bad happened on that job. We never found out what it was. It implied something filthy too. Correct me if I'm wrong, but we don't see the guy that kills Ray's parents in Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, that's never solved. We see a shadowy figure, don't we? Or do we see who does it? I think we see who does it. Okay, it's implied that the Emperor does it, right? No, or somebody that he's responsible, or he's responsible for it. Maybe. I want to see it again because if they don't show who it was, that would be. Fucked if it was the Mandalorian just yeah. on a job. That would be an interesting tie-in because it feels like they mentioned that in the Mandalorian and it didn't go anywhere. All so right. it feels like that would tie in somewhere, and that would be an interesting tie-in if I'm remembering correctly. And they didn't show who killed Ray's parents. No, Man, I hope y'all are listening. Because he yelled something at him because he was trying to remember. He was asking him where the girl was, and they were like, "No!" And then he stabbed him. Ah, uh, yeah. Damn. But that would have been cool. (laughs) I know. I was sold. Because again, Mandalorian's only five years after Return of the Jedi. If if Rey is the granddaughter, which means she would have been pretty young at the end of Return of the Jedi. So that would have maybe fit in timeline-wise where that would have happened right before the Mandalorian series picked up. I fucking went through everything, man. I'm just like, the timelines match. <laughs> I've got every scenario mapped out. Yeah. So any, so either way, so I thought that was the only part I can genuinely say I didn't like was that the fact she was the granddaughter of Palpatine. I was fine that she was connected to Palpatine, but it being so direct as a granddaughter just felt like, ah, there, there's a lot of in there that has to be implied and assumed and it's a lot to just go with it. It implies that Palpatine still can't get it up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not even worried about that. Why are you worried just about da- the way just Palpatine just fucks? Granddaughter. Granddaughter. Why, why'd it have to be granddaughter? It could be his daughter. That'd be a little old. She would have to be older. I guess they didn't go. Oh yeah, I have to return the Jedi and everything. Never mind. Yeah, so I don't know. It is, it's, it's a, that, that, uh, that just felt a little odd to me. Yeah. I had to work it in somehow. Yeah. So, so I did think was cool though was when um, <laughs> was when uh, Kylo was about to take out all the Knights of Ren. Well, actually, I should say at this point, Ben was about to take out the Knights of Ren. He turns babyface too. I thoroughly enjoyed his performance as Ben. Did you notice a difference in his performance? Yeah. He was acting different. I like Ben. Ben was a good character. He becomes likable, yeah. Yeah, he becomes a good boy. and He just he, he, he becomes a good boy. I, well, I just, I just genuinely liked his character of Ben. I liked it. I thought he he had some really good fight scenes. And when Ray gives Did him the lightsaber. No, it was coming. He was going to be a good guy all along. What I've, I've pegged that since what the I, first movie. What I genuinely thought was going to happen is they were going to swap it. Ben was going to go good, and Ray was going to go bad. I, mean, I was honestly too. ready for Ray to go fully bad. Yeah, I knew yeah. Ben. And for Ben to be good, and Ben to have to get rid of Ray. I was ready for that. I thought that would have been an interesting turn, where Ray goes fully bad, Ben goes good, and goes, oh, fuck. Because guess what? It's the Skywalker saga Ben is part Skywalker. Skywalker, yeah. Leia. Leia's a Skywalker, even though her last name's Organa. 
Even if she, even if Ray like turned into a villain too, just being like Palpatine's granddaughter would add it to that too. Yeah, well, or even if she was still a nobody that just turned to the dark side. This is still the Skywalker saga. It would have made sense for Ben to go good, and all of a sudden, this character we've been following the whole time is actually a villain. We've seen her struggle with this the entire time. All of a sudden, she turns heel and goes bad, and Ben has to kill her to bring balance back to the universe. That's a way to end a Skywalker saga, you know? Mm-hmm. So It's not what they did, though. That's not what they did, <laughs> but we're getting close to what they did. So, Ray fucking Skype transfers a fucking lightsaber to him, which I thought was cool. I thought that was all right. He fucking, oh, yeah. He takes out the fucking crew, eventually meets his way back over there. Palpatine goes, hey, remember this from Revenge, uh, Return of the Jedi? Poof! Pushes him off the ledge. <laughs> yeah, basically. What about that one part where he's just like, I have all the lightning. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, like oh, yeah, that. that was right before he pushes him off. Yeah, so he's like, all right, if you won't fucking kill me, check this shit out. With the two of y'all here, I can walk again. Yeah. <laughs> and they miraculously don't get older. I thought that was odd. They all stayed the same age, but he got younger. Yeah. All right, uh, whatever. So, yeah, he's finally free of his changes. He gets a wardrobe update. He's a lot more red, which I thought looked awesome. I thought he looked really good. Who were all the dudes in the fucking stand just watching and chanting? That was spirits. Those were all the Sith that were being ready to be transferred into Rey. Oh. Yeah. Damn, that just got more metal now. I didn't realize that. I thought uh-huh, that's I, I why, had that same question. That's I was why like, they what were is chanting and shit. They're like, come on, come on, <laughs> do it, do <laughs> it. <laughs> Kill this fucker, we're ready. Because if you also look, uh, th- they had like really big standing golems of like Sith lords all around them. I'll probably I'll be looking for all this second time oh, I watch yeah. it. Yeah, so it was just metal as fuck. <laughs> yeah, so he sucks all the life force out. Pushes him off the side. He's like, look up there. At this point, the rebels are already fighting up there. Lando's already been like, yeah, I got your back, kid. And yeah. A bunch of people have fucking swooped in. I love that reveal, too, where it's just like, look at all the friends. Uh-huh. Which, by the way, I was wondering. I said this walking out of the theater. First thing I said was, wonder if Mandalorian ship was in that uh, compilation. Mm-hmm. They've later found out it was. It's in the bottom left. So Mando was in the fight. Nice. Yeah, so I thought that was pretty cool. Um or at least his ship or that style ship was in the compilation. So whoever put that together is like, this will be cute. Uh, so it's like, yep, there he is. There's the ship. So, uh, one little side note though, I thought it was odd that we were supposed to care that Poe cared that Lando said, Hey buddy, we've got your back. Poe doesn't know who the fuck this guy is. Right. Why was he so excited? He's like, Lando, it's like, no, you didn't think that Scott was going to pull through. Billy D was like, I need more screen time. I want to have some fun. And I'm like, Billy <laughs> D, it's like, we, you got enough lines. No, I don't. <laughs> yeah, so. And then the epic force lightning. Yes. That and, did nothing. <laughs> well, it did, the, though. All my shit's acting weird. What's happening? No, they started falling. They started falling out did of the sky. They powered them off. off. No, it wasn't meant to blow them up. It just shut so down the ships. He yeah. shut down everyone. So he yeah. does the whole up to the sky, and it basically it more or less just cut off their engines. Yeah. So now they were just kind of floating there for a second, then they started falling with the whole thing of basically just birds falling out of the sky, crashing. That was going to be the thing. He's like, I'm not going to bother with you know zapping everyone. I'm just going to kill their fucking ships. Gravity will do the rest, bitch. <laughs> That's the Emperor's kind of zap uh, mind frame on it. So. What winds up happening that 
gets all the ships back in order. What does was it? I forget what happens. Was that when Ray does the double lightsaber thing? Oh yeah, yeah. that's what it was. So also, Ray kills Palpatine. <laughs> I mean, yeah, she, well, she, she, she gets herself. she gets the second lightsaber that she gave to Kylo. Yeah, and goes makes the big X yep. and reflects the lightning back at him. Her action killed him. And all the Jedi. It may have been by his hand, but she forced it back to him. So technically, she's the perpetrator. Did she not kill him? And she had all the Jedi yelling at her, like, "You know what to do." Oh yeah, yeah. She had she had the uh, the pep squad yelling at her, saying, "You got this." Well, it's like the same thing as the beginning of the movie where we had all the Sith lords fucking uh, yeah. talking to talking to him. And this uh, whole movie was basically just the last Harry Potter book. <laughs> you got three friends. You got to search for the artifact that's going to help take down the big bad guy. You meet mm-hmm. the big bad guy. You get locked in a stalemate, and then all your friends come and give you energy or whatever. And yeah. You win, save the day. So, huh. so, and I think the <laughs> it's reason. It's very common trope, isn't it? <laughs> and I think the reason we're having a trouble following the ending you got a wise guy is because something that I'll get into to kind of wrap it up, which is this movie went through a lot of of edits a lot of reshoots and it got very evident near the end and a lot of it's confirmed by some old leaked images of stuff that's not in the movie which so we'll kind of get into that part a little bit so she goes boom he's dead ships regain their ship um Fuckers are up there on the horses galloping, which, yeah. by the way... I thought that was corny as shit. One Star Destroyer, all they have to do is just go... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they just got tipped to the side a little bit, and everyone goes, oh, shit! <laughs> <laughs> but Why now, are we all flying at the same altitude? That's a terrible idea. <laughs> all our lasers are underneath us. <laughs> shit! <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, the cavalcade uh, fixes we all that. We were raiding death from above. What if they come in above us? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Go higher. <laughs> yeah, so so they take out the shields, hip hip hooray, all that's done. Emperor's dead. Uh, she finds Kylo. Um, and now this was the second time it felt like they wanted to do something, but then they chickened out. Right. The two of them kiss, which serviced all of the Raylo fans. Wait. That was right <laughs> no, before yeah. he fully died. He was coming to save her, though, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. And that was when then that's when he got pushed off the side. She pulls yeah. him back out. Gotcha. Yeah. But that's kind of one of those words like, this was supposed to be a love story? Oh, okay. Yeah. So they knew that with that kiss, that was gonna upset fans. And they went. Oh, fuck. Oh, no, no, no. Wait a minute. I remember what the first set of fans were going to be pissed off that Kylo died because he was dead. Ray heals him and he comes back or something along those lines. Or no, Kylo heals Ray. That's what it was. People are going to be pissed. That See, this it's really hard to follow the ending. And again, yeah, I'll explain that so in a minute. Confusing. Ray dies. That's what it was. She dies Kylo, first. Kylo comes to save her because she saved him earlier in the movie. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. He comes, saves her. People were going to be pissed that Ray, they killed the fucking girl. All right, she's alive. Woo, saved that. Okay, they chickened out on that death. So then, because of that, 
Now Ben feels bad. Now he's about to die. But they kiss. Oh, now that, that satisfies this group of people. But just to make sure everyone else doesn't get mad, then he dies. Boom, fuck all y'all. None of it happens. Ray doesn't die, and they're not a couple, because he dies now. <laughs> they can't dedicate to any of it. They gave everyone everything. They gave the people that wanted Ray to die. She died for a minute. So those were like, so that was true. That's all legit reshoots. No, no, no. I'm saying that, like planning wise, like because this whole movie has been a whole bunch of can't dedicate to something. Even yeah. Chewie, boom, he's dead. Uh, just kidding, guys. There he is. Up, oh, Kylo's dead. Uh, just kidding. Ray healed him. Up oh, now, Ray's dead. Uh, just kidding. Yeah, ben you're healed right. her. They did chicken out on all of those. C-3PO's memory's wiped. We can't fix that. I'm uh, just kidding. Uh, R2's R2, able to. R2's memory bank actually did follow through, even though we said earlier in the movie it wouldn't. Just kidding. So R2's it feels like they this. just couldn't dedicate to anything. So then, very end of the movie, uh, she flies back to Tatooine. She buries the lightsabers, which I thought was an awesome move. Mm. I thought that was really cool. Then the controversy happens. <laughs> when uh, Luke and Leia show up? No, right before that. Or right after that. The old lady walks up. Who are you? I'm Ray. Ray who? Which, by the way, everyone in this movie is obsessed with last names. <laughs> yeah, Ray, really. She goes, Ray who? She turns your fucking business, lady. She turns to the side, sees Luke and Leia. Tear rolls down my face. <gasps> then she goes... Ray Skywalker. Yay. Now, not only did she take the Falcon, she took the X-Wing, she took the lightsabers, she went back to Tatooine, went to Luke's house, presumably moved in there because she really started, like the way she was acting, it kind of was like a, this is where I'm going to kind of hang out area now. Like she yeah, was kind of getting, like, it felt like she was getting anything. familiar with the area, not just like, oh wow, this is an area I haven't been to. It felt like she was getting familiar with the territory. So now she's presumably moved back into Luke's home and now has taken his last name. Just like that. So it's I'm like, buying this prop. She's doing some like uh, <laughs> some homeowner scam or some shit like that. It honestly felt like because and this in no way is saying bad stuff about Ray. It felt like her character didn't earn anything. Everything was handed to her. She's got to wrap up even, the story. Even though in Last Jedi, I didn't like the way they were going with Luke's direction. I was fine with where they were going with Ray being a nobody. Because even when she succeeds at the end of the day, she's earned it because she's a nobody. She's a nobody and she succeeded. She earned it. It was like you were saying they had to cram. It's like she was nobody. All of a sudden, now she's important because she's Palpatine's granddaughter. And by the way, we're going to give you all this old stuff. And we're even going to have the old Jedi tell you, you can do it. We're even going to have Anakin tell you, you can do this. Hayden Christensen even gave you a that a girl. Yeah. Hayden Christensen fucking came in and did a voiceover just to give her a pep talk. But that's what, uh, again, you were saying this is only, what, two and a half hours? Yeah. They try to tell a lot of story in two and a half hours, and that that's what it was. They try to cram too much. Yeah. So, again... 
it was one of those things where as a Star Wars fan when she goes Ray Skywalker I went fuck yes that's awesome but then again I'm just like but it didn't feel like she earned it and then she stands right there and does Luke's stance with the twin sons with the same music cre- with, with the same music in credits she has her own theme use her theme you know that doon 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 that, that's the Ray okay. theme mm-hmm. and they've done different variations of that throughout the movie when she shows up Use a huge orchestral version of that little tune they've done. But you're right; they got a, they played it safe. They had a tie that it felt like a movie of just tying some bows on. Yeah. Every little thing, and it's not like uh, Revenge of the Sith did that really at all either. Some parts not were definitely really, a rushed. few times, but it's not like everything too bad. was like rushed for continuity. Say, so she's like giving birth, and it's like that's Luke, that's Leia. <laughs> Move it along. Yeah. So again. I say all of this, and I still go, I love the movie. I genuinely do like the movie. But from a storytelling aspect, there are so many flaws. You can't talk about this movie without talking about the entire series. It's just not possible. Exactly. Disney doesn't want you to, though. And I'll tell you why. Aside from them releasing the first little bit of the movie and it being called Episode Nine before they gave you the real name, Ever since they gave you the real name, and I'm not talking about like Time Magazine or Cracked or any of the websites that are promoting the movie, Disney Official Press. How many times have you seen the phrase Episode 9? I mean, it's did been you really see Star Wars the- Rise of Skywalker. We had Episode 9 in the crawl, of course, but in the promo. How many times did you see episode nine? I think I know where you're going with this, and it makes a lot of sense. Um, Because why did I enjoy the movie? It felt like a singular, by-itself movie. They stopped promoting it as an episode. They were promoting it like Solo, like Rogue One. It's Star Wars, Rise of Skywalker, the end of the Skywalker saga. Yeah, I guess you're right. I, I was thinking of something else. With like, I was thinking like the whole trilogy about how hard they pushed this whole new trilogy and made mm-hmm. you when you were talking about how um, they want you to forget about the old movies. Even in Disney World, all they're focusing on is the new trilogy. Oh yeah, well I mean, but that was the initial thing for uh, Last Jedi. JJ was sitting here going, no, 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 never mind. No, the old stuff does matter because there was even a voiceover. Someone went, "We'll do this for Leia. We won't let." what the previous generations fought for go in vain or something along those lines. There was a voiceover being said and that was during like right before they started battling. Right. They were saying that. And again, that felt like them talking to the audience, not what a character would really say. It felt like the it felt like the character going to the audience. No, no, no. We respect our original trilogy audience and this is why we respect you and we're not going to let what those people fought for be for vain. Again, kind of more exhibition, but here's some stuff you'll like in the middle of it. Yeah. So again, I think even Disney themselves don't want you to think of this as a sequel. They just want you to think of this as a Star Wars movie. And if I think about this as a Star Wars movie, not a sequel to Last Jedi and Force Awakens, I love it. Because it's got everything I'd want in it. It gave me a cool twist. There's some great fight scenes. And because it's not a sequel, 
all the exhibition they do in the movie. I'm like, all right, cool. Because it's a self-contained movie. Tell me whatever you want in it. It all got wrapped up. As a sequel, as a sequel, yeah, but yeah. it's hor- it's a horrible final sequel. And something you brought up, Mikey, do you want to bring up the one gripe you actually texted me about? You said you were surprised they didn't do. Oh, they didn't have Force Ghost Anakin like the one that started the saga. The first Skywalker, yeah. Right? The first Skywalker doesn't get anything other than a quick little voiceover in her head. They could pay Harrison Ford. They could throw Aiden Christensen in the chunk of change. Think it didn't a, have to be him. Could have been some old dude. Uh, okay, and plus <laughs> Ben died? Check this shit out. Okay, so Ben is dead. How fucking cool would it have been? Because again, Ben turned to the good side before he died. Could have been a come back as a just like, ghost. Just like Anakin did in fucking Return of the Jedi and he was alright. Mm-hmm. Think about how cool that scene would have been at the very end on Tatooine where you saw Luke and Leia. It focused on them for a good bit, but then right as what it felt like you were about to cut away, all of a sudden behind them on both sides showed up Anakin and Ben. The entire Skywalker family. The entire lineage. Because, of course, Han doesn't get a Force ghost. That's fine. But all of the Force-sensitive Skywalkers in that full frame right there. And then the title would make more sense, too, because they've all all risen. Yes. That... The Skywalker really cool. of the series and would have did, risen. And then technically, they would have all have brought in peace to the Force or balance. As the story can still be about "quote unquote" Ray. Yeah. But by Ben dying, that was the last Skywalker. Damn. Not Luke. Ben was. But everyone yeah. wants to forget that because they keep wanting to put Solo on it, so everyone connects him to Han. But Leia is a Skywalker, so he is technically the last Skywalker. And do, you, do you think with the deadlines and, and everything, do they have anybody that would like... And they spent so much time cleaning up Brian, Johnson, Brian Johnson's mess yeah. that they didn't allow creative to spend a lot of time with any of these ideas or anything like that? It doesn't seem like it. And it also seems like there was a lot that was supposed to happen in this movie that got rearranged and recut and some other things. And I might eventually do a video on this because it's really interesting, but I guarantee you someone else is going to beat me to the punch before I can actually get it done. I like finding out about the business end of things like this. because Star Wars has just been rife with it ever since Solo. It has been. So check this shit out, guys. This is is actually really fun, interesting minutia. So there's a Reddit I follow called Star Wars Leaks. And people actually from Lucasfilm and Disney will create like incognito accounts and post shit on there. They've been doing that <laughs> since back in the day with like oh, yeah. uh, sets, uh, title sets and shit like that. Oh yeah, but they've, they've carried on the tradition. There's For about one out of every 10 is legit. You'll, you'll get a bunch of people on there throwing in fakes, but every so often someone will pop in and it's like you can tell the legit ones from the fake ones. And there were a handful of legit ones that came out that I saw after the fact. I didn't watch, I didn't look at it beforehand, but after the fact, I dug into the Reddit and was like, let's see what happened. There was a lot of stuff that scenes from the movie, actual set pieces, people like taking photos of like monitors and shit, of set pieces you see in the film of scenes that never made it. An alternate scene between Ray and Palpatine, because Ray never ignited her lightsaber. Until she got both. When she got both, she ignited both and fought him. Right. For a second, 
Kylo's there fighting with her. Not just showing up and then getting shoved away after getting his uh, force sucked out of him. So is it one of those- the two of them were standing side by side with lightsabers fighting. Damn. So they were supposed to have a bigger scene in that moment. It was also rumored that Luke was supposed to show up as a force ghost and help. And that never happened. And Luke and, and um, Mark was even talking about that Luke had a really big part in the series. Feels like he'd have a little bit of a bigger part than just raising an X-Wing. But somebody, you said people were taking pictures and uh, just sharing it and just kind of leaking photos to where they mm-hmm. had to re, uh, go back and redo all these scenes or rewrite I, them. And- I don't think they're, because of that, going through and rewriting them, I think that they were showing so many different cuts and edits to people internally at Disney to get the right ending that felt the most satisfactory. Mm, kind of like testing the waters a little bit. There's also a very odd cut, and I didn't notice this, and I can show you guys a photo later that someone posted on Reddit, and this actually made it to the movie. That seems like an odd cut. So that scene where she's wrapping up the lightsabers. The way it's shown very much looks like right hand, or she kind of does it at the same time, right hand, left hand, boom, together, then they kind of do the same. If you actually look at her hand, that's not her hand. <laughs> the left hand is her hand. It is distinctly a male hand on the right side. How'd you notice this the first time around? I didn't notice it the first time around. Someone posted it on Reddit. Someone it posted a Reddit. photo from their show. Like their someone saw the movie and someone shot that part of it, you know, like they do. And someone was re-watching that scene that they shot and was like, wait a minute, that hand looks really odd. You can dig back into those Reddit files, and someone actually mentioned that there that uh, Adam Driver and Daisy Ridley were on set doing that stuff. So Kylo Ben was on set during that scene. I'm willing to bet there's a version where he's the one bearing the lightsaber. Or they're both both doing of it. them doing it. Because remember. He didn't die at the end. He fought with Ray. Oh, yeah, yeah, The two of them went back to Tatooine, and they're folding it up together to bury that shit. So that's just not- I'm willing to bet that would have happened. Second, Another thing that happened that was really odd. For a split second in the um, Millennium Falcon, we see that weird slug character. Remember him? Talking about in the... Uh- when they're under when they're underground, there's that worm thing that right he, heals or uh... no no inside the Millennium oh, Falcon. Oh, that fucking thing! Yeah, we saw him for like a nanosecond. Yeah, just for like no reason. Remember last year when a supposed leaked image or like a leaked poster came out for Star Wars and that character was on the poster? I don't, but he's there and looked like he had a purpose. He was doing something like he had, like exactly like you he, said, like he had a purpose, like there was a reason for him to be there mm-hmm. that just got completely cut. So it just sounds like this whole movie is a whole goddamn mess. Like, why would he have been on a version of the poster that got leaked? Because that was the thing. It got leaked and someone went, what the fuck is that thing? This is fake. <laughs> All of a sudden he started showing up in trailers and they're like, wait, what's that poster again? <laughs> and, then, and then the poster started getting shared again. And something else in there was 3PO with a bowcaster. And I remember looking at that going, I don't remember that. That's not going to happen. 
They're not three PO is not gonna fucking shoot a gun. That's that's Chewie's bowcaster. Why the, would they give three PO Chewie's bowcaster? This is a fake image. What's that? Uh, what happens for a nanosecond in this movie? Oh, when he plays with it, he gets it. That was a real leaked photo that came out. Now that photo featured C three PO in the full garb and that little worm character. Both of them were pro- predominantly featured on this poster. By the time the movie comes out, those things are barely even in it. Because I'm willing to bet that 3PO could have read that dagger. By the time he read it, he goes rogue. I brought it back to what you were saying earlier. <laughs> I bet you that was going to happen. He goes rogue, sees the blaster, and tries using it. It's that one meme where he says, I speak six million forms of kicking your ass. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm willing to bet that was going to be a bigger plot point because he literally gets handed it in the movie but never does anything with it. Hmm. Something could have happened with it. So just a lot of leaked stuff that uh, everybody had to backpedal. Well, maybe you said they didn't have to backpedal I don't think on, anything but... was backpedaling. I think it was just a bunch of shooting, cutting, re-editing, reshooting, redoing this, redoing that, which is why the ending felt so convoluted and jumbled, as there were a lot of other things that were supposed to happen that they either cut or removed. Because what other question never got answered in this movie? They oh, posed yeah, us yeah. a question, and they never answered it. When uh, You're talking about when... Thin when they're singing. yeah how does he get the yeah. force no no he's like i gotta tell you something and then they oh yeah, yeah. so he's, he says that like three times in the movie ray i've got to tell you something not now he never says it jj later said he wanted to tell her he was force sensitive which confirms that was going to be part of the movie something else that got cut do you but, think? but how are they going to work around that? Well, we just have to kind of keep a few of these lines in, I guess. It's kind of hard to work around this little plot point. We'll just want to answer the question. You think the, uh, the Disney going forward follows the Mandalorian model since everybody's loving the Mandalorian? And, I think uh, so. And just tell their main stories through that and maybe have like a uh, solo movie here and there for theaters? I think so. And probably the, the biggest one, this one doesn't have as much evidence. It has a lot. Okay. Preface it this. There's actual no hardcore evidence like paperwork or official statements, anything like that, that approve this. But it was heavily rumored, never discredited by the actor, and Disney never said no. And they're pretty quick on saying no, that's not going to happen. If it's like rumors on like casting and stuff, they're pretty quick on just being like, no, you'll find out though. It's not him though. Right. Keep guessing. <laughs> no. You know, that kind of thing. Wrong, but good they, try. They never responded to this. Matt Smith from Doctor Who was supposed to be in this movie. I do remember hearing about that. Think about his facial structure. He has a very odd facial structure. Heavy chin, big nose, brooding kind of forehead. You know, he, he can actually play off a menacing looking character. What was Palpatine doing in this movie? Force lightning rejuvenating himself pretty much I'm willing to bet there's a cut out there where he rejuvenates himself down to Matt Smith as a young Palpatine yes and they have an actual proper battle uh huh 
That'd have been cool. I'm willing to bet that happened because that was heavily rumored for a minute that he was going to be in the movie. And people start going, oh shit, he's going to be a young Palpatine, either like in a flashback or, you know, something's going to happen. He might be a young clone, you know. that Making uh, grandbabies. Right, he, he might be, you know, the, the spirit of Palpatine is now in this kid, you know. He, he's going to kind of carry that demeanor. He kind of looks like him. This will be cool. All of a sudden, he just wasn't in the movie at all. <laughs> now I'm curious to read all about this. Yeah, so... I was telling a coworker of mine, I said, I have a feeling that this movie is going to be discussed a lot more than Last Jedi was for this kind of stuff coming out now. All these leaked things of yeah. like alternate scenes and like completely different plot lines that seem to have been shot for this movie, but cut before we saw it. And we're in the internet age where a lot of this shit gets exposed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I don't know. I, I just... I found all of that really interesting that there felt like there was a lot more things that could have happened that decisions got made before it got released to not have it be that. That is interesting. I hear, yeah. you hear Kev like kind of mention him blurbs and stuff like that here. They're on various podcasts and whatever, just cause he's in the industry. Yeah. No. And again, it, I say all of that, but I reiterate one more time. I don't hate the movie. Yeah. I don't dislike the movie. The star Wars fan in me loves it. Because, again, I don't look at it as an episode movie. I just look at it as Star Wars Rise of Skywalker. It's not a sequel to anything. It's just Ray, Poe, and Finn on a new adventure. And, hey, there's Luke. Up oh, there's Han. Oh, no, Leia died. <laughs> you know? It's like, I just, I look at it as that movie. I just don't look at it as a sequel. It's just a fun Star Wars movie, movie that I enjoyed. Yeah. Does, does it earn its criticisms? Of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bad storytelling, bad plot lines and just for a sequel. And just bad business behind the scenes that kind of held a lot of good creative up, it sounds like. Yeah. And plus, he hopped in last minute because that other guy, Colin Trevorrow, I think, was originally doing it or something like that. I'm not sure who that is. Yeah. he uh, Some other director was originally doing it. They uh, he had some issues but that's and right. dropped yeah. off, and, and the, then JJ got brought on. So he like, got fine. brought on late. So he didn't even have all the time a usual guy does to write the movie. So he just kind of went, "All right, what are people mad about? <sighs> Luke is on an island. All right, well tell me what I'm supposed to do. That <laughs> what's, our, what's our budget? Oh fuck! All right then. Yeah, <laughs> can we get Harrison? <laughs> But one other thing I do want to mention that I, I said Harrelson? it. Harrelson, yeah. Harrelson. <laughs> Woody Harrelson. Hey, that's in the Harrelson solo movie. <laughs> uh, one other thing I want to touch on because I brought it up for a second, but we didn't dive into it, which is Ray killed Leia. Because again, let's take it back to that scene. Uh, the two of them are fighting on the barge in the water. Okay. Oh, yeah. Leia's clutching the um, uh, metal, goes and lays down. All of a sudden, you hear her reach out to Ben. That distracts him. As soon as he gets distracted, Ray ditches straight him. through the gut. As soon as she does that, Leia's hand drops. Fucking bitch. Because she was trying to connect with Ben. Through Han Solo. Mm -hmm. Well, no, Han Solo hadn't shown up yet. This was just during the fight. Oh, okay. Because you hear Leia for a second reach out to Ben, and he just he kind of gets distracted for oh, a second. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that and part. And then that's when she gets him. 
And then she force heals him and everything. But before she force heals him, you see Leia's hand drop. Yep. So that means she killed? How does that work, though? What do you mean? I don't fully know how it works, but that's at least what it feels like the implications are. If you stab one person and another person goes limp, so it feels that. like your action directly affected the other one. Yeah, or maybe there was more that was supposed to happen there and it got cut. Uh, there you go, even then. And mm-hmm. and one other thing. All the fucking people bitching about one thing that happened at the end. They can kiss my ass. Chewie finally got a medal. Oh, yeah. People were bitching about that. Kiss my ass. <laughs> Chewie deserves a medal. Mm-hmm. And you realize the medal, who it is, right? That really is Han's medal. I didn't get that. It wasn't just a random medal. Because think about it. Maz walked Leia off. Leia had Han's medal. She never got one. Han got one. That was his. See, when that happened, so I was So when just Leia like, dies, where did that medal come from? It came from her. But it wasn't her medal. It was Han's medal. And that's why it meant the world to Chewie. Is because it was his friend's medal. That was just me going like, oh, he finally got a medal. Yay, good uh-huh. for him. But, but Movie's is, over. But there's a little bit more of that deeper emotional resonance to it because it was his buddy's thing. It, it was his pet's. <laughs> it was right. his pet's medal. <laughs> <laughs> my, pet, my pet smuggler. Uh-huh. So I, I, I thought that little piece was pretty cool. What Wait. did you guys think of Ray's lightsaber at the end? Oh, yeah. The, was it yellow or something like yellow. that? It was yellow. And it... For a split second, I thought it was Darth Maul's saber. Because again, she's burying the sabers. And in one of the animated, uh, like, Rebels or something like that. Oh, yeah. Obi-Wan kills him on that planet. On Tatooine, near Luke's place. So I'm sitting here going, she did not just find the fucking lightsaber. (gasps) But then it was yellow. I was like, oh. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Because the hilt looks so much like his for a second. I'm like, Oh, no fucking way. This is badass. And they're starting to pull from all that, too, with the comic books and the TV shows and all that, aren't they? Oh, yeah, definitely. So, yeah, I I did. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I'm really interested to see in the next coming months to a year or so what sort of little leaked leaked things come out. Oh, did they ever explain what a... uh, Oh, shit. What was it? A dia... Oh, the triad or dyad? Dyad, yeah. I think Dylan. I think it had to do with the fact that it was a Skywalker lineage and the Palpatine lineage side by side again. It created that since that was the two that uh, I think um, JJ said like in an interview or something. It's like that you can kind of look at as like the House of Skywalker and the House of Palpatine since those two forces have always been battling each other since the beginning of these movies, mm-hmm. that having those two together creates that energy or whatever that he was able to pull from. Gotcha. Well, all right. Because Star Wars. Because Star Wars. It's <laughs> <laughs> the name of this episode. Yeah, because Star Wars. <laughs> well, do y'all have any sort of final thoughts on it? I kind of hogged that up because I, I was really into it. I mean, I left the theater just thinking it was just a fun star wars movie and didn't think really too hard on any that any of that really except for like dumb plot things like you know the the horses on the star destroyer and and how predictable it all was but i didn't let that bug me or anything no it definitely didn't bug me either it just there there was a few things in it that just felt like they could have done a little better on and then now seeing the didn't we see the ewoks for like yeah two whole frames oh and speaking of that 
Another fuck you, Ryan Johnson. When they're discussing, they're like, the emperor's back and he's got all these fucking ships. How are we going to take him out? This one guy goes, well, we do the holdover maneuver. The guy's like, you fucking idiot. That's a one in a million shot. It's not going to happen again. I noticed that. So, A, they're automatically just like, fuck you. We're not doing that again. I don't know why Ryan decided to do that, but fuck you. But then by the end of the movie, someone did it. Someone did it. What was that again? The the Holdo maneuver where she just fucking light speeds through a ship. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In in the movie, someone was like, "That's when they're like, oh, all these are fucking, you know, coming to rise." Someone just like, "Well, we do that maneuver." The guy's like, "Fuck you, you idiot!" No, that only happened once. We can't do that again. But then that scene with the Ewoks, and they're looking up in the sky. Someone shot through a fucking star destroyer using the holdo maneuver. <laughs> and in the beginning, they're just like light speed, just warping and shit like that too. Well, see, I thought I was cool with that, especially because oh, they explained yeah, that was. The only weird part was like they'd go from light speed and then they're like on the surface of a planet. Yeah. It's like, what the f- No. <laughs> I was fine with it though because they, cool. they explained it at the end. They're like, you can't do that. He's like, but I just did. <laughs> just go with it, man. But yeah, so I, I don't know. I just thought that was funny. He's like, you can't do the holdo maneuver. An hour later, someone did the holdo maneuver. Dun, 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 Created by J.J. Abrams. Yeah, so overall, I wouldn't say I'm satisfied with it. I'm going to see it again. I'd give it an 81 out of 100. Out of 100, I'd give it a 65. About 6 or a 7 out of 10. So about 60 or a 7. 60 or 70%. <laughs> on my, a on, my right, on uh, Cap Nun's right uh, tomatoes. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. I, I, that again, didn't hate it. Considering it as a conclusion. Yeah. Like just the movie itself. That's good. 8 out of 10. Exactly. It was fine. Yeah, and, and that's why, and that's why I give it that six point five, mainly because, again, I, I'm so opposed on it. One side of me loves it, and the other side of me has so many faults with it. So through that, my love for it outweighs the faults just a little bit more. So that's why I give it that that extra little bump. And it's just gonna feel like uh, this whole trilogy just just kind of feels like, well, that well, was a thing. At least wasn't now it's it? over. Yeah, exactly. Where it's like, huh? Well. But do we cool. want to feel like that? I've thought about that a few times, too. I thought about that like a week or so after. Well, it's been a week or so after the movie. But more recently, I started thinking that. I was like, well, at least it's over now. We don't have to worry about hearing everyone bitch about this shit anymore. But is that how we wanted the last movie to go? Of course not. At least not. this is over? Of course not. We want a good movie. We Everybody pays for a Star Wars movie, and you want to get your money's worth. And we got one. We yeah. got it. We definitely got a Star we Wars movie. We got a Star Wars movie. Yeah. Was it a sequel? Nah. Was it a good self-contained movie that you just kind of ignore a lot of what may have happened previously? Yeah. Seriously, if you ignore Force Awakens and Last Jedi and just watch Rise of Skywalker... It's, it's a pretty a, solid movie. It's a great movie. Just don't rely on the se- the previous sequels. Yeah. <laughs> Not very good storytelling just because it was so... Just because so many people were involved and it felt like too many cook- cooks were in the kitchen on this one. Yeah. But again, you got to mention all the old movies too because it just started off as just a standalone movie anyway. It did. So, hey, maybe they're just carrying with that tradition. <laughs> Pack it all in. Who gives a fuck if there's a sequel? Because there won't be. <laughs> we'll get more series. 
They're doing just fine with Mandalorian. Oh yeah, no. What, whatever little series they wind up popping out of this, it'll be good. Now let's get a let's get a video game that's actually good for the first time in a long time. Everybody's yeah. talking about the what's the one that just came out? Uh, my brother Fallen Order. Yeah. yeah. Apparently that's. I mean, from what I watched, it looks pretty, pretty good. Much buzz about it. I just remember, I just remember the announcement going, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Woo! Made by EA. Ah, fuck. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That's how I remember that going down. It was like, fuck, yeah, by EA. Fuck, Because their Battlefront sucked. Yeah. I played the first one. It was all right because it was basically free. It was like $10. (laughs) I got it on sale during like the little download shit, and it was like $10. I'm like, I'll like this for $10. If I'd paid $80 for this, Uh -uh. I would have been... I remember like playing at my brother's place as soon as he got it. And it's like this is Call of Duty. This isn't Star Wars. Yeah. Did you guys ever play uh, Star Wars Obi Wan? I didn't. That was a fun one. I had to take a you piss. Essentially, just <laughs> play through the entire Obi Wan like um, story. It was a long game. Well, that's you could like get blasters and shit too as Obi Wan and like different weapons. It was fun as fuck. I don't know when it's coming out, but that's actually going to be a Disney Plus series. It's the Obi Wan with Ewan McGregor. Nice. He's coming back. Where is it going to be like based? Like Clone Wars saga, or I think it's time on Tatooine, watching over Luke. Oh, okay. Because remember, he was technically kind of watching over him the whole time. Yeah. So I think he, I think it's going to be a series on his silent protector stuff and just the stuff he got into in Tatooine. Okay. I think that'd be pretty fun. Plus, there's always a chance to wrap Darth Maul into it at some point. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Fuck yeah. So, Star Wars. Honestly, and I said this, I said this kind of going into it. I think Marvel had a better year than Star Wars, even with Mandalorian. Yeah. Even though Mandalorian is fantastic, flip it over. Even though it's fantastic. I think oh. I think that um, uh, it wasn't enough to uh, <coughs> save all the stuff that's kind of happened with it. Whereas with Marvel, everything was just back to back to back hit. Star Wars struggled all year and then finally sneaked in a good hit with Mandalorian. I think Marvel overall just had a better year. Yeah. Easily Marvel between Spider-Man, Endgame, game Endgame by itself. Star Wars is just trying to throw haymakers the whole time. Yeah, and and to kind of round this out, since I actually mentioned um, Endgame, I highly recommend uh, if if you guys are even still listening to this, if you want a more cohesive, in-depth look at it, look up the Kevin Smith Fat Man Beyond episode with Mark Bernardin because Kevin loves everything Star Wars and kind of played as my fanboy side where Mark Bernardin, he is a professional reviewer and he actually broke down a few scenes that really explained where their storytelling failed, where they tried really hard and you can see them try, but it failed. And he actually used Endgame as a perfect comparison. And I touched on it a little bit earlier in the review, which was in Endgame. Oh, you're talking about the snap at the end where, oh. No, not that quite. that was the same thing too, where he's like, I am all the Sith. And she's like, yeah, I'm all the Jedi. I'm like, psh. What he really meant to say is, I am inevitable. <laughs> right. Oh, Same did your, scene. side note before I go into that. Did your theater laugh when Palpatine said, do it? 
Uh, I was the I, only one, actually. I was the same, same yeah. here. <laughs> Seriously, like, when I saw it, a good smattering of, like, five or six people chuckled oh, when he yeah. went, do it! <laughs> so, no, he broke this scene down really well. He goes, in game, when the heroes are at their last leg, Captain America just got his ass beat. He's standing back up, tightening up his shield. He's about to, he's about to face him down. And all of a sudden, in his ear... He hears, on your left. That resonates with that character because it's Bucky. It's his friend. It's someone he cares about. It's a callback. It's fan service. But we're right there with him with that same emotional beat. We got The first time we saw that, we felt the same way Cap did in that movie. That sense of, oh, what? Just that little bit of relief of your backups here. Right. And the... It's your friend, it's your buddy, it's your confidant, it's your war pal. Oh my God. You're right there with him during that scene. So not only is the person on screen reacting a certain way, you're reacting with him like that because they've taken you on that journey. They've given you the emotional resonance that Cap has in that scene so that when he goes on your left, they don't have to basically tell you, hey, this is important. You automatically know it because you feel it. Rives of Skywalker tried to mimic that. All hope was lost. The ships are falling. Everyone's getting killed. Poe's like, I don't know what's going to happen, guys. I'm sorry. I failed you. Hey, buddy. We got some. You're you're not alone. You've got friends. (laughs) My name's Lando. (laughs) We're supposed to feel an emotional resonance over that? They don't know each other. Lando had no part in this story. You know? It's like, he could have called out to almost anyone and it would have been the same. He could have just called out to some random starfighter and then go, who is this? And then show them. It would have had the same amount of emotional resonance to it, but they were trying to mimic Endgame by giving you that, well, here's hope over the radar scene. But it just didn't hit you. No. So if if you want to hear like more in-depth kind of little comparisons on that sort of stuff, I'll listen to that. definitely listen to the Fat Man Beyond uh, spoiler cast on that because Mark does a very, very good job at just kind of breaking down little scenes like that and explaining that it's not a toxic fan base. It's not fanboys mad that they didn't get their Star Wars. It's none of that. It's just poor storytelling. It's just bad storytelling as a sequel. As an yeah. individual movie, it plays great. Yeah. At least that's my thought. Yeah. I mean, you basically covered all bases. <laughs> to quote Stan Lee in a property that's not even his, enough said. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like, shit, with that out of the way, what movies are we even interested in seeing right now? Uh, I saw uh, I saw a couple movies over uh, the holidays that are just out available for like streaming and buying and stuff mm. like that. Yeah, I watched a lot of shit when we were up at the Smiths. Uh, actually, next day after Star Wars, uh, we went back to the theater and watched Black Christmas. That was okay. Okay. I watched uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, That's pretty yeah. sweet. Nice. Do you see anything recently, Mikey? Uh, I've been watching The Witcher on Netflix mm-hmm. series. That was pretty good. First five episodes are... Uh, I heard it's slow. Mind-boggling. If you haven't, like... <laughs> played the games or anything it, like that. Read the books, I guess. Yeah. I was going like, to say, because I do know nothing about it. So I don't either. Yeah, well, essentially, like, the first... 
you really don't catch on until like the fifth episode that they're in a time loop so like there's a bunch of back and forth between shit that happened in the past and shit that's happening now but they don't make it oh okay. at all understandable so right. you're just kind of like i don't get what's going on <laughs> And then eventually you're like, oh, now it makes sense. It shouldn't have taken me uh, six hours to get to this point. But here we are. And another movie I saw that fucking surprised the hell out of me with how much I enjoyed it. Because it's usually not a genre that I enjoy. Because I like horror. I'm just not a gore horror guy. I like suspense and thriller and like, you know, who done it? The Oogie Boogie Man right. around the corner, the serial killer that's always getting away. That's my kind of horror film. I like something like that. Usually like Saw and slasher films, gore for the sake of gore, not interested. The new Evil Dead was fucking amazing. What, like the new uh, series? No, the new movie that came out of Evil Dead. Oh, the from one that, a few years ago? I was about to ask. Okay, I didn't see that one. Dude, Chris Morris has said it perfect. He goes, if a Slayer album was a movie. Oh, shit. <laughs> like, seriously, at the, near the end of the movie, uh, <laughs> literally at the end of the movie, we started uh, doing... Interesting. Because it fit perfectly. <laughs> when I think Evil Dead, I think of like, all the campy gore and shit like that. Dude, they take the camp and go... Ah. That's funny. Check this real shit out. Oh, God. <laughs> they make it intense. It oh, is good. Now, seriously, at the very end, it feels like it's about to end. And all of a sudden, it's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, shit's about to get real fucking real. Oh, shit. And it's just like, they they literally just like grab you by the throat and drag you through like like a blood-soaked fucking field for like five minutes straight. <laughs> I've also been watching Marvelous Miss Maisel. <laughs> like for realsies. God. It's kind of delightful. <laughs> Not so, nearly as bloody. So yeah, if you guys, if uh, anyone out there needs a break from all the bullshit Christmas stuff, which is exactly what we needed, <laughs> it was like, fuck it. Watch the new Evil Dead. This shit's a Slayer album movie. <laughs> this has been What Have We Been Watching? <laughs> so we might as well go ahead and head into that. Uh, we might as well dig into that Spotify playlist and figure out what the hell we've been listening to. What you listening to, son? I don't think you like it. Well, why not? I like this new generation of music. Where did you record this? I bought it at the mall. What that person on your tape has is a medical disorder. All right, Captain, what the hell have you been listening to? Uh, I don't know if y'all know, um, oh God, what is his name? He used to play bass in uh, Independence and uh, and uh, War Boys. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, he plays in a group called uh, Chip Tooth now. Mm-hmm. And I checked out their, uh, they got a an album on Bandcamp right now, and it's actually really really good it's chip tooth and the out of tunes and i'm trying i'm sorry buddy it's cody cody <laughs> okay there you go what up cody uh yes check out his band uh chip tooth they're really good it kind of sounds like um like real like outlaw like murder ballad kind of stuff with like some bluegrass uh, acoustics on top of it he's a really good guitar player and everything too nice. and he has like a little bluegrass approach to all of it hell yeah that's cool man yeah, man. I, <laughs> I know. I stumbled my way through that one. 
Mikey, what the hell have you been listening to? I've been listening to this uh, melodic death metal band called Eye of the Enemy. Ooh. Yes, all of their songs have an E for explicit. <laughs> <laughs> so enjoy that. Um, yeah, go listen to their latest album because it's their best album if you're into that kind of shreddy guitar madness and very well orchestrated heavy metal music that isn't all chugs and not all gent chug 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 (laughs) so yeah that's cool shit nice well i might as well go ahead and plug this one because it kind of fell under the radar and we didn't wind up talking about it the last few weeks super suckers have a new single yeah. And uh, I don't think we talked about this one, did we? I don't think so, no. I don't no. think so, no. So I'll, I'll go ahead and take that one. Uh, new single, Ain't Gonna Stop Till I Stop It. Uh, we heard that when uh, we went up to Pittsburgh. Yeah, they. I didn't realize they had a full album like in the can and everything when we did go see either, them. because when Marty, of course, not saying this is anything special, he was talking to everyone, but when he made his way to us and started talking, uh, he asked us what we thought of the new song. He's like, oh, it was good, man. He's like, cool, cool. He goes, uh, yeah, it's going to be on the new album. So we're like, but what? New album? Yeah. So I'm just like, oh, shit, cool. We're going to get a new album in like a year or two. You know, because that's like usually their cycle. They'll right. start playing some new stuff about a year or two out before their record comes out. And then boom, all of a sudden, like, start of the year, we've already got a new single. And I'm just like, shit, yeah. And they're taking pre-orders. I think it comes out, what, February? Something like that. Already got mine in the works. Uh, I still need to get mine. <laughs> Slacking. But no, new track is really fucking cool. And it was nice because it's like we heard it live. So it's like I had a general vibe for what it was going to be going in. And it's like, fuck, yes, this is awesome. And Marty was saying he was stoked on it. Oh, yeah. And with good reason, it's a great song. So yeah, guys, check that out. And as for housekeeping, uh, we've got the show coming up with Radkey and the Menders at Skylock 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 Shasta Club <laughs> on January twelfth. And then I think we got a Felons Day coming up sometime got a in Felons February. Day in late February uh, hasn't been officially confirmed yet, but it'll be a dish. Yeah. And I think for next few months, that's really all we've got fillings, felons wise. What we got going on for Kelsey? Kelsey's got a date over at Petra's on January tenth. January tenth. Uh huh. Is that all pl- y'all really got going right now? Uh, right now, yeah, that's about all we got confirmed for like original shows. We got like some weekender stuff here and there around town, but cool. And uh, guys, again, if you are listening this far that means you give a shit about us which means we're going to talk about us for a second uh we we've had the new vinyl records here in the house for the next little bit we've been getting all the packages ready uh that shit is happening so if you're still listening to this and if you have not gotten your pre-order yet go to www.thefilllens.com slash store and if you get yours in within the next week or so it'll go out the same time as everyone else's pre-order Hell yes. And that's the way we're going to run it right now is uh, pre-orders. Everyone gets those early. Uh, everyone else that places orders after the pre-order, uh, about maybe once a week, once every other week, I'll do a batch of shipments of records going out. Um, but then we're going to have official release shows come March. And we'll so, keep you all in the loop on that as they develop. Yep. So we're going to kind of keep it mail order right now, make sure everyone gets their copies that want it. And then... Once we finally get everything set in place, as we got some videos we want to shoot and do and everything else, all of that's going to kind of drop about the same time in March. We probably have a we'll probably have a new single for you in the next week or two by the time this drops, though. Absolutely. 
New single in a week or two and a fun little promo video to go along with it. I've seen uh, I've seen it in the works. It looks good. Yes, it should be fun. All right. Well, that should be about it for us. Make sure and follow. Um, follow me on line at Jimmy the Weed on Instagram and just at James Capel on Facebook. That's right. Give me a follow if you want at something GFY. Just follow the main accounts. You don't have to follow my personal account. That's fine. And make sure you give Johnny G a follow from Channel 20XX. And I think that's really about it. Uh, Mikey, do you even care if people follow you on Instagram? Not really. Um, but you should eat your vegetables. (laughs) Say your prayers. Say your prayers, eat your vegetables, and (laughs) give Disney all your money. (laughs) Cap, do you have an outro for us? Uh, I'm going to go get some food. (laughs) Go get you some food. production from the cult of days podcast network everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it